lawyer talk. We are on the record, on the air. Are we off the record and on the air? I don't remember. I always forget that. Off the record, but on the air, man. Yeah. Yeah. So another early morning Saturday edition. I guess it doesn't matter for everybody who's listening because they're probably not up at 530 in the morning on Saturday listening to our show. I guess one of the millions of listeners probably is. <laughs> first, um, first thing the beard says to me is, threw a brisket on before I left. I did. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. <laughs> it's you got not a brisket like cooking? Yeah, he, he was fancy like, like Now, when you say it. on, is it like on the charcoal or on the in the uh, oven? It's in the crock pot. Well, that's not that throwing a brisket on. Out, Come man. on, that man. Count, bro. Are you kidding me, man? You can't be whispering that. I like, threw it I on. I put a roast in the crock pot. I did. I put it in the crock pot. I can't. I can't watch it when I'm here. So I was like, "Well, I hold it. I'll just put no, it in dude, there. It'll be good. Make, I got, a, little, I make a street faith. taco or something. You. I got faith in you. Yeah. So I mean, did you just hear what you said? You're like, "Oh yeah, that doesn't count." That's all. Oh no, that's man. That's why I said it's not like his. Come on, man. Everything will be okay. <laughs> oh man. All right. So anybody who's followed the uh, the lawyer talk saga knows that we have done a little bit. I mean, Jared, you got a little interest in vape. I do. Like I, your hat, your shirt, your store, your job. My life. Your life is now vape. <laughs> My life is vape. And it you used know, to be smoke in multiple ways. I used to get up in the morning, have to go in there about this time, put food on a smoker. Now, I'd be smoking cigarettes right next to it. That was the added flavor. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it tastes so good. But now, man, I'm on the vape. Now, they make yeah. these things you put a lid on and you just like press a button. Sick, dude. Oh, you know, you know who I saw vape the other day? I, this blew me away. I had a customer in the store there, new customer, a couple, cute couple. Stephen Palmer. Oh, I was vaping. Oh, you vape now? He yeah. The vape. So I, he came in. I look, and I did. I, I knew he was over there. We were actually doing a little shooting there, a little uh, you know, yeah, website gonna, videos yeah. and 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 things there. And Steve stopped by, and he was hitting the vape. No, it was zero. You know, there was, yeah, there was no, no nicotine. nicotine in it. Just uh, just no flavors. nicotine. I, you know, so here's the thing. Um, of course, 511 Studio. Here we are at Studio C in 511. We also do some production work, and we're producing Jared's Advanced Vapor commercial. So we were over there, and they needed uh, models. And uh, I, you know, I, I figured I would donate my talent. <laughs> You're going to get that popcorn long, dude. You got to be careful of that stuff, dude. Yeah, yeah. So I donated my talent. I went over, and, you know, one of your one of your guys was like, uh, you, you, it's really cool what you got going on in the store. You got all these, everything is lined up in perfect lines. I mean, I'm talking perfect lines. They got all these flavors. They're all on the countertop, perfectly lined up, labels all facing the same way. It's almost sick, actually. And um, I was going through, and I said, what is all this stuff? And they got these little devices next to it, and each one is a sample. And uh, it turns out there was no nicotine in those, or at least most of them had no nicotine. And I was like, well, hell, I'll try that. Just a flavor? Just what a flavor. What did you try? I flavor. tried about a dozen of them. What was your favorite? Uh, the one, what's your, what do you use, Jared? The praline? Did you, have the, did you try the praline? The one up front on the left, whatever that is. I liked it. It was like... Um, the one up front on the left. That was, that was my old school one. That was the Tobacco Royale. Yeah. That the one that you were like, pancakes. That's still to that was one of the first flavors I had over five years ago and still one of our number one sellers from Firebrand. Yeah, it was Brian Gage, the old uh, he's a Ohio State graduate from right here. Johnny Gage from uh, Brian, Emergency. Johnny Gage. I don't know Johnny. Oh, uh, well, they're perfectly lined up until the pizza shop throws up their boxes, right? Shakes everything up, knocks too, off. Hey, look at it. You can see the anger. You can see his face Tuesday. get red. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. 
they've gotten better. Well, th- this is we had uh, to have a stern talking with our neighbors and throwing day, you know boxes on the wall. Do you want to just play the video? Finally, lined up bottles. Do you just, you just <laughs> want to play the thing right now? Let's not go there. Uh, no, I tried the vape, and it was actually quite good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I like to be able to blow these huge plumes of smoke like Jared does. I mean, there's something very satisfying about that. Uh, but one of your guys was, he tried to give me another flavor. He goes, oh, you really like this one. And he gave it to me. And I looked at it. I was, well, this has three on it. He goes, oh, yeah, there's nicotine in it. You can try. And I was like, listen, dude, if, if I take a puff of this, if I vape this, it will be probably T minus 24 hours before I'm stopped at a Dairy Mart or something uh, looking for tobacco. You know, I, I gave that up years and years and years ago, but it's always the same. If I try it, Yo, I'll hook you up. I'm right back. I'll give him give him family discount. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll hook you up, dude. It's the cool worry, thing bro. to do, man. Don't Everybody's worry, doing it. Right. It's they'll awesome. take you down to I'll a one or guys, two. No, they'll start, start me slow. Say, so don't worry, it'll be okay. You just start at a one, and I'll slowly build up. Well, Next thing you know, zeros, I'm, and and we've got different select because if you came through, I've got over 156 different flavors. So if you wanted to try for a new flavor, I couldn't have them all loaded up with nicotine and have people just crushing it back. They'd be passing out, <laughs> dropping down, turning right. green. You got you to like me when I was 11, you know, at the, with, you know, with the dip in. So, but I do have, you know, zero, three, six, <clears throat> 12, 18. I've got different nicotine levels and I have tanks that are filled up with it. So once you pick a flavor, if you're just first starting out, then we can go through and see where your nicotine level would lie. If you know something that would help satisfy your craving for your cigarette. I mean, somebody comes in, I ask them how much they smoked. If they're like, ah, like three cigarettes, I'm not going to go very high end. When I have people come in, they're like, man, like, uh, I was like, be honest with me. I was like, you can lie to them when I point to their family. I was like, but be honest with me, brother. And <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, your it, doc. I was like, don't we'll get you, we'll keep them away. Don't worry about it. And uh, they don't so, need to know. But in that, following the industry, there's always naysayers. There's people that claim that, that love the product, hate the product. Well, here's the thing. You know, we we have uh, we have touched on some scientific stuff. I, maybe that's that's probably a gross overstatement. We covered some some of the uh, I guess opinions on it out there in the community. Uh, we even referenced that we had a secret weapon uh, that we were consulting with, uh, and that sort of brings us to uh, to our special guest here on Lawyer Talk yet again. So I know one thing, Jeff. I know what I don't know, and I know nothing about how to uh, how to read these scientific journals and figure all this crap out and understand the biology behind it. But I guess as lawyers, we sort of know. Maybe like Socrates would have said, you know, he was the smartest guy in the world because he understood what he didn't know, and and he was constantly searching for knowledge and truth. And not just accepting accepting folks' opinions on it, particularly those that might be motivated by other means or other um, other things. Uh, so we went to the source. Uh, we have a Chris. A uh, now, what, how did you describe yourself? A cancer biologist or a cancer research biologist? A uh, cancer biology expert. A can- yeah. expert. Yeah. cancer okay. biology yeah. expert, and and that's sort of fascinating. So. You know, I think in, in you are the guy who I have been secretly consulting with on this stuff. Yes, and uh, we'll we'll keep that uh, hidden. Yeah, we'll keep uh, it. Nobody <laughs> knows that we're t- talking, everybody. So right. this is special. Uh, if you've downloaded this episode, please keep it to yourself. Yeah, I'm contractually obligated to maintain my anonymity. Yeah, this is sort of like uh, what, what was the Al Pacino movie on? Uh, on I forget. Anyway. Uh, well, what I want to do, so let's start with just cancer. 
I mean, what an awful word that is. But uh, uh, is there is there like a common? I mean, everybody knows that cigarettes cause cancer, for instance. Right. Uh, can you give us sort of a general why that would be? Yeah. So the thing about, and I guess I can uh, explain it for both regular cigarettes, the combustible product, and vape. So there we go. So what smoke basically is is a uh, it's an aerosol. It's a, a, a solid dispersion of uh, ash, tar, you know, small particulates. And the way cigarettes smoke causes cancer, there's a couple things going on. Is one is that that those small particles get in your lungs and stay in the lining, and that causes an inflammatory reaction. You know, the lung doesn't like to have stuff in it that's not supposed to be there. Now, you're talking like small, car, like I'm picturing a plant tobacco that gets, they grow it, they dry it, they shred it, and then uh, do they do anything else to it? They meaning like tobacco cigarette makers. Do they do anything else to it before it gets wrapped up in the paper? Yeah, a lot of it gets processed. Uh, like American Spirit type cigarettes. I don't know if you're familiar with those, but they say they're all natural. They do a lot less of that stuff. Yeah, um, but a lot of extra chemicals are added in the in the processing of tobacco, but you know the the difference between like naturally handled tobacco and you know a more artificial addition type tobacco, the difference is minuscule. As soon as you ignite it, as soon as you ignite it, you're unleashing like three thousand different compounds of combustion that your your body's wow. ingesting. So is I, I always wondered this if like you. you, you all the big tobacco stuff in the 80s that came out and all the cancer chemicals they say were in it, those things are just in tobacco naturally and they are not added? Is that the is that the thing? Or maybe some of them get added in the processing? Um, some do get added, but I I think the, the main uh, cancer-causing effect is the combustion itself. Because when you impart that much energy, it's going to generate all these random different uh, molecules that are uh, cancerous. Mm. Interesting. So, if, so it, is that true for anything? So, if I like take a bunch of gra- grass clippings and I'm just like addicted to smoking grass clippings and I burn right. it and I'm sucking that air in. Yeah, uh, polycyclic aryl amines are one of the big, and nitrosamines are are some of the big products of combustion. That if you burn anything, you're inhale it in your lungs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and like I said, the you know the small particles that make up smoke it 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 gets on the lining of the lungs and the and the body's trying to get rid of it and it's dumping all these inflammatory they call them cytokines and they stimulate the immune system they get cells replicating and sloughing off and anytime you have any type of chronic inflammatory state it can tip you towards cancer mm. and so it, oh, go ahead i'm sorry oh, and on top of that in these small particles are all of these products of combustions and carcinogens that are leaching out on top of a tissue that is inflamed and, um, you know, replicating. And that's, that's kind of the, the double hit in the what we call carcinogenesis or the, the development of a cancer. All right, let me see mm-hmm. if I can translate that. If, I, if you were on the witness stand, I would sort of say it like this. So what you're saying is first you need an environment where – uh, thing where cancer can flourish, right? Is that mm-hmm. and that's the inflammation, yeah. And and the heat, the smoke, and these other chemicals are too long for me to even remember. 
cause your body to create a response of inflammation. And that, I see what I didn't know. So they don't cause the inflammation. Your body causes the inflammation in order to get rid of the stuff that, or to get rid of the, the problem. Right? Yeah. And any, that happens anytime you have particulate in the lungs, like you hear a coal miner's lung, yeah. wool, wool sorter's lung. There's pretty much a lung for every occupation out there where there's an exposure to small particles. And then, then, then you add on top of that, I guess, fertile environment, other chemicals that just cause cancer by themselves. Yeah, I mean, the list, there's at least 100, you know, I, I brought these fancy got, articles. No, so he's got these I articles. Mean, I mean, we've got volumes of stuff. It's stacked up almost to the ceiling here at the Lawyer Talk 511 <laughs> studio. No, it's just a, it's a folder. But I mean, there's, uh, like I said, over 3,000 chemicals are generated with the combustion of tobacco. And wow, what three thousand? Yeah, man. Yeah, and 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 that's just because the when the energy's that high, things are reacting and 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 flying off uh, in a almost random random manner. Is it true also then of? Um, it, uh, let, let me shift gears real quick. I probably should. Well, everybody who not everybody, but everybody everybody knows the correlation between alcohol and tobacco. Uh, you know, I learned recently that alcohol is a carcinogen, and I, why I learned that only recently, I don't know. But I guess I never, I never looked because I didn't want to. But uh, uh, is out? What is, is? Does alcohol? I think I heard that alcohol causes some of that similar inflammation. Mm -hmm. I, and then so people drink, and then they smoke, and they're getting like all sorts of it. Yeah, it's a synergistic reaction. The alcohol is considered more of a promoter of cancer, um, whereas the the tobacco component delivers those carcinogens that that sort of seal the deal between the two uh so alcohol again so creates, alcohol is way better man it creates that environment <laughs> so as long as you're not smoking you can drink um suck them down buddy yeah yeah let's just uh, you're in a bar just wasted i ain't smoking that thing you crazy no. i'll take four shots of everclear <laughs> yeah. please uh no it's sort of fascinating so what, now when big tobacco when all that crap happened uh, or litigation occurred i suppose uh, what came out? Because it doesn't seem secretive to me that uh, that cigarettes were causing cancer. Um, but it, I, I guess I think there was some like secret stuff they were putting in or not telling or they had studies or something like that. Are you familiar with any of that or is that just sort of lore? Uh, again, I think, I mean, it came out, it, it kind of appeals to our conspiracy theory type nature that, oh, they were adding stuff to it. But yeah. like I said, if you burn something and you're inhaling it, it's going to be bad for you. Like if, you. if, if consuming caffeine rather than drying out the beans, running water through it and drinking it. But if we took dried coffee beans, rolled them up in papers and smoked them, yep. then we'd be talking like, oh, coffee's a, it's a killer. It's uh Really? Yeah. That's what I was saying about the grass clips. It sounds like if I'm just inhaling smoke, well, I'm putting myself at risk. Anybody who wasn't aware they were putting themselves at risk when they light something on fire and right. suck on the it, other yeah. end of it. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, really? It's risky. Like, anyway. like who was like, this? that's bad for you? <laughs> <laughs> who, was, who was surprised? Who thought? I mean, I just, I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know who was surprised. And let's take this one step further. So, you know, you were the barbecue man. Yeah. Does that play? So sure does. smoke wheat meat? That actually, yeah. bro, it sure does. I mean, like, whenever I would, because I'm, you know, some of my smokers were the size of, you know, a truck. Yeah, you know, and you'd open up the back, and you would get blasted. I would have to reach into the cavity of of the smoker, you know, and I would be, 
Well, my I, I guess it. I guess I go one step further. The actual meat. Um, if I'm consuming something that has been basically charred, yeah, because I've charred heard that. And, yeah. So what happens is, uh, especially with open flame cooking, the thought is when the fat drips off and it it get it hits it hits that flame, it produces polycyclic aralamines, all these other chemicals, and so um, there there has been demonstrate you know research that shows that these chemicals are, are higher in an in a open flame versus something that's fried or boiled or something like that. So oh, it's wow. the same. Yeah, but but that, I don't want to scare people. I mean, no. you got to. You got to remember, smoking it, there's no open flame, brother. No, I know, but you it's know rolling. what I'm saying? But, so like, I, but an open we're saying flame if I'm grill, breathing that, it's going to impact my lungs. But what if the food I'm consuming has been heavily smoked? Mm-hmm. Like, does that, is it not the same? Uh if you go walk outside your house and inhale a big, deep breath of air, man, there's going to be something there. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, but you're, you're not getting the first part of the double whammy, right? You're not getting, like, the inflammation part caused by the 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 smoke going into your lungs right. necessarily right. if you're just eating something that's been smoked. Or am I well, wrong? I didn't know if, the, if that I was assume. going on inside and the food was taking on that, if that had a similar impact in the body. It, it, it does somewhat. I mean, uh uh, it, it's been shown that you know diets high in meats, high in fats. There's higher rates of colon cancer. Um, so it does. But again, uh, you know you can scare yourself yeah, out of living. Right, like, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The greatest cause of car accidents is getting in a car and driving. So I mean, yeah, you, know, right. you got to live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I could see how you could just research yourself to like yeah. paranoia. Right. I mean, everything in you know, moderation. I, I guess yeah. is the. Now, what what is uh, just another quick side note? What is is there something common that we all do that we all uh, sort of experience daily that is uh, is a carcinogen more than others? I mean, aside from the obvious ones like smoke, like alcohol, tobacco, and what was some of the stuff we're talking about? Like people talk about plastic bottles or being around plastics, or uh, is there anything like that that's sort of uh, known? That we don't, uh, that everybody just ignores. Well, I mean, there's living in the Rust Belt and. Breathing the air, really? I think oh, so. really? Yeah, I think so. there's this big ball of fire in the sky <laughs> too, Steve. <laughs> yeah, um, at least in the maybe in the more in the '70s, there was a joke that uh, if you live near Gary, Indiana, or something, you smoked half a pack a day just by waking up and rolling out of bed. <laughs> really? See that if you've been there. Yeah. And the other thing that's sort of fascinating to me, you know, we had a guy, an expert. And actually, he was a statistician. He was also a pharmacology expert. Is that what he called himself? I'm not going to mention his name, but... Oh, you're talking for a case. Yeah, the case yeah. that we had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he would he was sort of this boastful guy at times. He would say, well, yeah, I cured my sister's cancer. And oh, I'm yeah. just like, well, that's interesting. Hmm. Uh, tell me how. And we, we talked for two hours with this guy just because... I, I don't know. He was just an interesting character. But... His his point was basically this, is that if you rid the body of inflammation, then you're going to go a long way to get rid of the cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, and he had some points. Like, look, if you're eating a bunch of sugar, you're eating a bunch of this uh, of flour, uh, he was sort of promoting that, right? He said, look, mm-hmm. we don't need carbohydrates. We don't need any of this, this processed crap. Just get rid of it, and you're going to get rid of a lot of your inflammation in your body, and that will prevent cancer more than anything else. Uh, is there any truth to that? Yeah, I mean, philosophy. and you guys, you, I know in some of your earlier shows, you talk about the ketogenic diet. Oh, we're still rocking it, man. Yeah, I've, I've been, I am these, anyway. these guys are hooked. I've been off it for a little bit, uh, you know, when you have a big bowl of uh, cinnamon toast crunch, that kind of. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. That'll, that'll blow that. <laughs> it's got a ketosis. It, 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 it yeah. is it, that day. Yeah. 
but start uh, over. But they use the ketogenic diet to battle cancers as well. It decreases uh, systemic inflammation. Cancer cells are a little metabolically simpler, so they, you know, they prefer glucose to use. You know, uh, that kind of drives that. Uh, using ketones, it's a little more complicated, and they preferentially, uh, you know, don't do as well just by just by altering the diet. Wow. So, see, that's amazing. And there's, you know, I I I heard somebody else on another podcast. I think it was, uh, uh, it doesn't matter who it was, but it, he was he was on this. Uh, carnivore diet like only meat yeah meat and water meat fat water <laughs> mm-hmm. and wow. he has some crazy ones out there his daughter had some allergy issues or like autoimmune issues and uh and finally it was so, like to the point where she was having joints replaced she had arthritis i mean at tw- in her 20s yeah and eventually they just on their own decided to experiment and just say look i'm just going to start screwing around with my diet and uh, it got to the point where they just wanted to bring it down to this this sort of lowest common de- lowest common denominator, and then add things back. And it, it, like he described this miraculous response, like mm-hmm. she she got rid of uh, everything except for literally beef, I think, and, and in this case, and and fat and water in the form of either carbonated water, or straight water, whatever it was, and everything went away. Like her, yeah, everything, Man, everything see the went away. Because if you eat a lot of red meat, you get you can get like gout in your joints and stuff, right? Well, that's what, it's not just the meat, it's what else you eat. Oh, okay. the, especially, uh, you know, if you have a lot of, well, part of it is that there's, you can have a genetic predisposition to get gout, but the, then that's, that's what makes the ketogenic diet uh, work is that when you eliminate the other stuff, it, your, your body's not getting cues on how to run its metabolism. It's just focusing on the food and the ketogenic diet. I mean, you could eat a plate full of bacon and a bunch of eggs. And if you're in ketosis, then, you know, you, your body breaks it down and you use it. But if you follow that up with a Pop-Tart that has like 100 grams of carbs in it, as soon as you do that, all of that uh, uh, fat and meat or protein just becomes surplus and it gets stored in it. And uh, okay. yeah, your body... Um, just having that big insulin spike, mm-hmm. um, that, that's a pro-inflammatory state, you know, uh, high insulin levels. Um, so, so yeah, that, uh, you know, that's, and it's not surprising that if you do alter your diet and you're prone to an autoimmune disease, uh, that, that, that can be helpful in, in mitigating. It, it just sort of, it shocks me and it shocks not the right word. It, it's, it's fascinating to me that our culture will do all sorts of stuff to combat cancer, right? You know, we've got huge hospitals built on it. We've got lots of chemistry and lots of research, lots of all this stuff going on. But if we could change, like if everybody just sort of changed their diet a little bit, it would probably go far. This is my own synopsis of what you're saying. It's like, it sounds like it would go a lot farther if we would all just avoid the shit that we're eating and, and change our lifestyles a little bit. And then all of a sudden, maybe the cancer would go down. So when people are saying like cancer rates are up higher than they've ever been because of plastics or because of this, I mean, who's who's actually just ready to admit? Look, you're feeding your kids Fruit Loops, Cheerios, and uh, and Wonder Bread, and you go to McDonald's four times a week, or you go right. get fast food, and then when you go out to eat, you're getting these these carb laden meals uh, that are causing all this inflammation in your bodies. Of course, you're going to get cancer. I mean, it sort of makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the and that's the other thing too. Their foods are so complex. It, it you know, uh, the caveman diet, I think, is a, a if you don't feel like doing keto because it's 
it does get annoying after a while keeping track of everything. But, you know, if it's something that you can hunt or pull out of the ground and eat, just eat it. Yeah. Because it seems like everything else, it's like, yeah, it came out of a machine and yeah. processed food. Yeah, the ingredients. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the ingredients came from a lab in Sweden and, you know, mm. these grains from South South America and, like, all this. Yeah. It's just the stuff you're eating is so complicated. And, and for a lot of people, the that complexity, the, the immune system just doesn't like that because it's like, what what the hell am I dealing with? It's fighting stuff it never even knew how to fight. My oldest right? yeah. is such a picky eater, too, man. It's just it's such a f- battle constantly to just try to get some good nutrition in them. Yeah. So, you know. I, I mean, I, I it's sort of like... Uh, I remember one time, it's, it's such a stupid analogy, but I'll say it anyway. It's like one time my dog was overweight and I, and I was like, struggling. I was like going through this process, like this years ago, uh, back in right after law school. And I was like, ah, you know, my, my, uh, she was getting overfed or this or that. And I finally Don and my buddy was just like, well, look, we'll just feed her less. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, that makes perfect sense. But th- we still have this empathetic, empathetic part of us that wants to just somehow giving our kids, giving our, our dog in this case, more of the crap that they seem to crave that but we know it's bad we feel good about that in some weird sick way right it's like sort sort of appeasing the the chaos but if you just put the food that you want your kid to eat in front of your kid and nothing else well, guess what? They're going to eat it. Right? Essentially, it's like they're yeah. going to eat it. They're not going to starve to death. We're, I mean, we yeah. are, we are, I, I think, programmed to survive. And like, how many people can just starve to death because they don't like b- broccoli? You know, it's like it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like you're going to eventually you're going to eat it, or, or you're going to eat nothing. And that's that's sort of the the tact I've taken at home a little bit more. It's like, all right, well, this is what's for dinner. Rock and roll. Well, yeah, we don't want it. We where's the? And I was like, look, I don't eat that crap anymore. Yeah. This is what we have. And if you don't like it, you can just not eat it. I don't care. Eventually, they eat it. Yeah. Sooner they hate me, but they eat it. Um, <laughs> all right. Now, where, where else? What, what are we doing here? We're talking about vape. So, I want to. So, we know why cigarettes caused cancer. It's it's fun, it's fascinating to me that uh, this substance, tobacco, you know, which you grow on the ground, right? So it's like this is. I mean, it's a natural thing. It's not like somebody created it chemically. Although I guess there is but, some processing. Yeah, there is some processing, and there are you know the tar component of the tobacco leaf. You know, because you can get you know, oral cancer from dipping or, or chewing or esophageal cancer. But again, a lot of that also is just the Im- inflammation part, like your your gum lining and your, you know, mucous membranes. They don't want this irritating plant product just sitting there, Yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and then, yeah, there are, I mean, there are some natural uh, carcinogens or, or, or pro-cancer uh, molecules in the plant itself uh, that, that that feed into that inflammatory process. So same thing again. It's like it's it's creating the inflammation and delivering at the same time into yeah. that inflammation other things that are that directly cause cancer. Yeah, and and off the cancer path a little bit, that inflammatory process is what gives people emphysema and COPD because hmm. because ah. that inflammation. So your your lungs this elastic organ, right? You you inhale actively. But passively, you exhale. the The lung kind of wants to collapse on itself because it's got some elastic tissue. So you yeah. you bring air in, and then it then it kind of relaxes and lets it out. Well, that material is called elastin. It's a connective tissue, and the inflammation eats away at that elastin. So your lungs become less uh, pliable, mm. and it becomes harder. You know, it's harder to exchange uh, air, and and that's another 
side effect of the inflammatory process that the um, and that is not considered quote cancer. That's just another condition that's, that's right. Caused. Well, we've all seen that. You've all seen the person that's been smoking yeah, for twenty years that you know just talking and yeah, yeah these reactions and yeah, yeah. That the the lung fills up with air and it's like hard to get it out because it's mm. it's not squeezing the air out on its own like it's supposed to. And, and that's then, basically emphysema. You get pockets of. And is is what is COPD? Is a COPD emphysema, or is it something different? They're they're all re, they're related. Sort of the same elastic problem. Yeah, COPD is kind of the umbrella term, and emphysema is like an example of of a. All right, now now it's I got to ask something else. Asbestos and uh, like fiberglass. So as I understand asbestos, it's like particles that that have little hooks on them that get hooked in your lungs. Somebody explain that to me. Maybe you did. In fact, it had little hooks on it. And that, that's what gets caught in your in your lungs and causes a problem. But why does that cause cancer? Um, it it's the type of uh, it, it's it has to do also with the immune response towards that. Uh, but also, if you are exposed to asbestos and smoke, that's where the big uh, impact uh, comes. For the it, same reason, the asbestos causes the inflammation because of the immune response, and then the smoking doubles down on that and then delivers the yeah the fatal blow yeah yeah and and I think the the uh, there are some unique uh, physical characteristics and I man I haven't thought about asbestos in a long time <laughs> but, yeah but there's some unique characteristics to the particles themselves that that lend itself to creating uh, a cancer it just See, sucks. I'll, I'll have people come in the store and they're like I heard that this is worse than smoking are oh, you talking oh, about vape? So let's talk about vape. Right. Let's talk about vape okay. first of all. So what if I? Well, so, I mean that's obvious. But what is different between? Maybe he can. How, how, how Jared, do we even, like how do we even start this? Jared, Jared turned it right back. <laughs> Always well. want to talk about yourself. I know you. Uh, so let's talk about vaping for a second because there is this there is this notion. Anybody's listened to the the series we've done on this about vaping. And my take on this is always this: I, I, I generally don't like the government. And when I hear when I hear high end or high ranking officials in the government say, if we have one more kid who gets hooked on vape, I'm going to outlaw it. it uh, and then I'm thinking to myself, I was driving to work and I heard this and I was thinking to myself, wait a minute. And I didn't even talk to you yet, Jared, about this at the time. And I was just like, are you kidding me? So we're going to have this. We're going to have this state of the, our country where you can smoke cigarettes, but not vape. It's like it's it's, it's asinine. It's what's good for business, man. Where's the money it's like coming we've from? We've known for a hundred years that, or however long, 50, 60 years, that cigarettes are the the like a huge carcinogen. I mean, we know that about alcohol too, I guess, but we don't care about that. But we're not gonna. So we're gonna outlaw vape. And I that's I think my, I might have called you that morning and said this yeah. is freaking crazy. And that's when we started talking because I this kind of stuff drives me nuts too. It's uh, I feel like. Whatever the kids are doing is always evil, you know. It was yeah. rock and roll, or it was the devil's weed, or whatever. Yeah, and that's the thing. Kids are always gonna rebel and you know act out or and try to become adults or it's, establish it's of, themselves. Yeah. Of all the things that kids have ever kind of attached themselves to, are drinking, uh, smoking regular cigarettes. Uh, having unprotected sex and getting pregnant and STD, right. all of these possible things. This is the least harmful fad <laughs> that teens have ever come across. That's that's amazing. Like, 
Well, like think of all the jackass stuff you did, like driving 100 miles an hour just to do it. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah, I was thinking like cars and drag racing. Like this is the least. I'm not saying it's entirely no and that's the thing no one's saying it's entirely harmless and no it's, it's, I, I have people right. come in they say they're, they're like so is this better than smoking or is this hell and i say this i say what's better than smoking is not smoking right right that's that's the best move for you <laughs> right now this is a harm reduction right but it's not a harm eliminator it's not a harm eliminator yeah. But it's a harm reduction, and it's a harm reduction in a in a very large way. Yeah. Before we started recording, I I just kind of did a thing talk. I breathed in and out. Yeah. And I was like, six years ago, I would have been coughing and hacking right then and there. No, I remember you always reeked like cigarettes. Yep. You always had one. Always. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't look as good, frankly. I mean, look. I mean, there's a couple things. I'm gonna I'm gonna before we get really into vape, I want to I want to sort of talk about a couple things. (laughs) One is. Um, the way people look, it's like there's always a tipping point I can tell from a smoker They're like in how they look. And, and maybe it's in, it, it, maybe it has to do with how long they've smoked or how long they've had cigarettes in their hands. But something about the, the skin tissue in their face, something about uh, it, it, they just age. You know, it's just and like all of a sudden something happens. And that's usually the COPD when it yeah. kicks in. You know, if you're, if you're, if you've smoked heavy smoke your, your whole life, by the end, there, there's, 50 60 percent chance you have emphysema or and when that happens it kind of tells the rest of the body something's wrong it gives off stuff to cause muscle wasting and you know you lose your lean mass and uh you lose a lot of vitality because again it's kicking out i feel like this is turning into an inflammation segment but uh, (laughs) i mean that's cancer though right i mean that's 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 a huge component of cancer um that part the the not looking right and just looking kind of broke down and the skin and all that's that's actually the inflammatory process and um and the copd wow. now now if you have active cancer going on yeah you're going to look emaciated for a, a different reason because it's just burning up all your energy yeah but it's it's like this is um I don't see that same thing with people necessarily who vape. Now, maybe I haven't I haven't been around long enough to see sort of the whole the whole thing of it. But something about that, you know, the stains on their hands, the stains mm-hmm. on your face, and your complexion, and then like you said, the inflammation it caused. It's like it, it just people look bad. Yeah. And the other thing too is alcohol. I see people who drink a lot, and eventually you sort of see that tipping point where maybe they start to their shuffle and their walk is a little bit different, and and you know and. and you know their nose gets inflamed and and and, and that and that that's the liver kind of kicking out yeah after you know a life of drinking so my point of this is we have these two extremely poisonous substances for lack of a better word for our bodies right i mean alcohol and tobacco that used like this uh in these quantities are going to cause this they do and then we have vape um so Oh, actually, one more thing before we get to the vape. Uh, why do? Which is why do we vape? You know, it's like uh, when I studied. When I, I don't drink anymore. I quit drinking alcohol, and I did some reading on it. And I was actually, why I was surprised to know this. I don't know. Maybe because it was my own sort of um, head in the sand approach to it. But I, I just happened to look at the substance list that is the most addictive, and on that list is alcohol, opiates. And you can check me if I'm wrong, but it was alcohol, opiates, sugar, uh, sugar yeah. nicotine, uh, what's cocaine, like ben- benzo or whatever, like that kind of stuff. And uh, nicotine's always on the list. Caffeine was the other one. Caffeine's yeah. always on the list. 
Uh, sugar's always on the list. Alcohol's always on the list. So if somebody's addicted to alcohol, now we say they have some disease that's this undefinable thing, but really they just got addicted to one of the most addictive substances that's out there. And guess what? It's supposed to do that. Um, and nicotine the same way. So uh, this brings us to Advanced Vapor Westerville. Yeah. So people are addicted to nicotine. They're addicted to smoking. And, you know, like you, Jared, Shorty just finally said, I'm sick of watching you freaking burn this shit in my house or whatever it was. And she gives you this kit. And it was a delivery system for the, I guess, the nicotine's the addicting part of the tobacco, right? Is that yeah. the deal? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, most of the research shows that, I mean, that's not the cancer causing agent. It's, if you, if you, if you take a bunch of cells growing in a dish and you dump enough of something in it, it's, it's going to, upset them but it, it's it's a lot like caffeine um if a if a cancer is already established maybe it can help potentiate it but it doesn't initiate cancer okay. no more than caffeine does it's, so if i'm taking it's just a, a stimulant if i'm just taking nodos or caffeine pills uh or say nicotine pills it, it would or, do nothing yeah, for or me. the gum or the yeah. gum it, there's no i mean you know that's an interesting thing jared we never heard anything about uh nicotine gum uh, being deadly. No. And so and, it's, and, it's, and it's, it's how it's, it's delivered. It's, it's, it's the nicotine. So like, like he, right. earlier That's, when he yeah. said someone puts a dip in, you're not getting, you're not getting cancer because you chew a bunch of Nicorette. You know, right, you're right. not because because nicotine's being delivered to you. You're, that's not, that's not the co cancer causing. It was like the plant alkaloids and yes. the, the tar content, you know? And so then you get, People like me that whenever I started looking into this, and I remember I had, I had friends that had started vaping, and I, I was out riding with a buddy, and he pulled this thing out. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't know what the hell it was. I was like, what? what, what, what? Like, we were on a patio, man, and it was like at a bar, and I was like, I was like what, what are you doing, man? He Suck like, on this robot's like, finger. Vape. I was like, you're vape? <laughs> and I was like, that looks like a crack pipe or something, man. I was like, and I remember, I was like, I wouldn't carry that with me. And I was like, they're like, what do you mean? I was like, it just looks like a drug apparatus to me, you know? And then down the road, I get this kit, but then I, so I looked into it, and uh, I saw what it did for me within the first week. And three weeks later, I, I bought the business. Three weeks after. Three weeks. Wow. I've it, been. I, and that was that was part of the the whole thing there too. Is that I just bought a business that I <laughs> had been in for three weeks. But I looked at it and I looked at it differently than a way because at this point in time there were like two vape stores in Central Ohio. You know, you grow down go down Grove City had one, uh, and uh, there's down on campus there was one. That was that was it, and. Then I went and, and, and I traveled around and I found vape stores in Cincinnati and Kentucky and they were, you know, sparsed out. But whenever I looked into it, some of them felt like they were more of social clubs. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't want a social club. I don't want a bunch of kids hanging out on a pool table and, and things like that. Because, <laughs> hey, anybody go vape? Because I was, like, I, was like, I was like, there's a lot of people like me. That I I've had friends that have quit and then smoked again and quit. I twenty three years I never once tried to quit, mm -hmm. and the main reason on that was because I knew that I wasn't going to quit. I didn't want to be like I'm quitting, and then later on people were like I thought you were quitting. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah, worse. Yeah, right? yeah, I thought yeah. you stopped doing so, that, man. I switched brands, you know, and and I've talked about my brother on here who. You know, he works in a factory that has lung testing.
that every year they do it. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that happened is he'd had his test, and about three months after his test started, he switched to vape. And uh, he went in, and he and the doc says to him, well, things have gotten a lot better here. Yep. It's in that quickly, and, right? I mean, oh, yeah. it oh. was in a major way. My my yeah. brother's got you know he he brought in his his the one year compared to the next year, you know which wasn't even a full year, and how much more lung capacity he had, his breathing capabilities, to where that made that was my brother changed his diet. He started working out. He's like I could never run before, and he lost was like sixty pounds. Yeah, he's you know? he's in great shape. He's yeah. and now he's in top shape, and he's like me crushing the vape. Right, and people <laughs> yeah. come in and they're like. What the research and and which there are a number, but it's, it's over in UK. It's it's Europe has more of the full researches yeah. that that you can look and go through than in America. But I would personally tell them about me, and I would tell them about yeah. my brother. You know, at some I'm like, point, this, I mean, I'm not, I am not, a, you know, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you about my life. No, of course, at some point, the anecdotal is 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 compelling, right? I mean, by anecdotal, it's like your particular example. It's like, look, all I know is this. Three months ago, I couldn't breathe, and I was hacking up half my lungs, and now I'm not. Yeah. And yet, I've continued to do this. So anyway, but there's some things that don't take a doctor. It's like you're vaping right now. Yeah. It's like, can you imagine if he was smoking a cigarette in here? Well, and there was oh, a time, right? Like, we were all smoking you know I mean? cigarettes. Yeah. There was it's a time. Like, it, it was like it's like that's obvious. You don't right. need an expert to say that. So, yeah. Yeah. I've worked in places here, nice upscale kitchens, where the chefs would be smoking in the kitchen. Yeah. Wait staff would be smoking, you know, I mean, where, where they where, where they pour the coffee that, you know, and I remember, I mean, think about it. Think about going to Waffle House and you'd see a server smoking oh, yeah. while they were serving your cooking. And it yeah. down to I remember going in Kroger's and they had ashtrays like near the produce. Yeah. There's People a- walked around and smoked. Yeah. everywhere. We just got to go in the non-smoking section. I mean, that's like, <laughs> oh, that's like 10 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's no yeah, smoke no, right Jeff, here. You're, you're, uh, we love to point out that Jeff's a millennial. Yeah. yeah. So you're Sadly. a millennial. Do you have memories as a kid? I do. Of going to a smoking or not smoking? I don't, I don't remember smoked. walking. My dad smoked. He switched to vape, too. Okay. I don't even think he does anything anymore. So he's one of these ones Jared wants to... Because he used it as a way to get off the cigarettes. Send him some free vape, man. And then what he did is he dialed himself back. And I don't even know if he... He might just vape one or zero now or something. Well, I think he likes the feeling probably. Well, look, I tried it. Zero content of nicotine. I freaking loved it. Something about it It felt really cool, man. It's like chewing on your pencil. And that's just it. As you try different flavors at your age here of, of, of... He's got a birthday coming up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> 39, May 6th. 39. Yeah, 39 there. May 5th. Cinco, Cinco de Stevo. Sixth is my, that's my brother. And you were enjoying the different flavors. And they want to say they're marketing it to kids. It's, it's just always with the kids. See, here's yeah. what it was for me. And then, uh, then I'm going to turn the mic over here to the expert. But here's what it was to me. It was like, so we're talking about the keto diet. Mm-hmm. I don't eat that crap anymore. I don't eat strawberry shortcake. I don't eat freaking pancakes. I don't eat maple syrup. I don't eat any sugar right mm-hmm. now. I just ha- and I haven't for months and months and months. And it felt like dessert to me. It just like it felt like I could just like, oh man, that's like getting it without getting it. You know, it's like it felt like dessert. It's like a flavor. And uh, that that was the enjoyable part of it for me. I think. Well, the flavoring they're getting is the same thing used in, in hard candy and baked goods. That's right. where, that's where the flavoring yeah. when this industry started out, sometimes people don't understand why you were out of product. And the manufacturers couldn't get their flavoring. And if you think about it, let's say you made butterscotch flavor in your family, you know, and 
each year probably steady number of gallons of flavoring. And then all of a sudden there's a spike in flavoring. It's like, well, we, why do we, where are these? And, and, and the flavoring companies were confused. Like where are all these orders coming from? Right. But you're able to, and we talked about tobacco, you know, tobacco and nicotine. The majority of the nicotine we use is an L-grade nicotine that comes from like potato, the nightshade family, to where they harvest it off the top of potatoes. They cut the greenery and they harvest the nicotine mm. from there. So a lot of farmers are that. getting a, a double harvest because normally you just you dig up the potatoes yeah. and you till the, the greenery back in. That's nature's you know pesticide is, is the nicotine. So a lot of nicotine that we get is natural, but it doesn't come from a tobacco plant. There's there's multiple ways to get it. Hmm. Now, I never some, knew that. Yeah, well, I'll, that, I'll yeah. tell you who doesn't like that. Is it t- t- tobacco. Big, big tobacco. <laughs> they're like they're not even using our product at all. They're like they're like going to the potato people. Nobody puts Lays big tobacco is making in the corner. Enough money. Right. Yeah. Potato chips are not allowed at Philip Morris. But if the, you were caught uh, with a bag of potato yeah, chips, right, right. Right. But that is kind of where the sling has gone in the legislative end on the ag bills that have come through because of the decrease in American smokers has gone down. Mm-hmm. Now our exports still rock and roll and they're still exporting it no problem. But they found farmers that could switch from tobacco to potatoes because of Lay's needs more potatoes because we need our chips. So they're like, okay, I can switch from growing tobacco, I can grow potatoes and then I will get a double harvest out of there and my family survives and my business keeps going on. Yeah. So that's just little little something there where a lot of the, now some do use a tobacco nicotine and and right now I think I have one brand in the store that that has it. But on the flavoring in for the kids and what they want to band is that people adults like it almost they, seems they, to they me like, and one of my one of my conclusions is going to be it's like it almost seems to me we'd be better off banning uh, the candy than we would the vape probably from a health standpoint. Yeah, but maybe maybe not. Well, uh, what's, so what's if you're going to make that transition? What's the cost difference? So if I'm like a two pack a day smoker and I go to vape, major. That was like uh, I've, I've told my envelope story before. I I smoked pack and I have two packs a day, and uh, I after. After the, on the third day, I got an envelope and I put eight dollars in it because that's what I was. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember and I you did telling thirty the story. days. Every day, I put eight dollars in this envelope, and then I would go to the vape store and I would just use that envelope. And I had three hundred dollars in an envelope, and I was eating my cake. Now I've done the math. You've got your initial startup, and it depends on where you want to go. You know it, w- what's going to complete your goal to the best. I mean, you can come in and walk I out. I want like a Viking you, horn you one, come, dude. Just then, then you're talking five, $500. Explode in the 500, air, I'll get you one. Yeah. $20, I can get you started. I, yeah. can, I can get you in and out. And it comes down to about an average of a dollar a pack. And right now, they're at, man, they're up. I haven't bought a pack of cigarettes in over six bucks, years. Yeah. No, it's, I, it's, you it's don't like, even see it anymore. It's, it's like, close to $8 a pack. I remember I in high school, they were $2.10 in 1991. Yeah, I remember. $2.10. At bars, like trying to go get changed, just sticking the cigarette machine. Yeah. And it's like, man, and you needed like eight quarters. I remember $1.85. Or spending oh, wow. like, when, when it was like 3 or $4 at a bar machine, you're like, this is a ripoff, man. I'm going to run down a gas station. <laughs> All right, so vaping. What's different between vaping and because if you believe the Surgeon General and all the other naysayers out there, it's the greatest scourge on the earth right now. Uh, and so, so the smoke and vaping is uh, aerosolized 
uh, dispersion of tiny water droplets. It's fog. It's but you're in you're inhaling fog with some flavoring and tobacco or uh, flavoring and uh, nicotine. nicotine in it. Yeah. So um, your lungs like fog much more than they do smoke because you know and uh, people are like, oh, I don't want to you know put water in my lungs. I'm like, dude, you're Lungs are coated with water. <laughs> no, when you said, <laughs> when you said what, like water, like uh, water, or like the the fog, do you mean like actually like it? Like it? No, like it it's is good, fog. Like it's good for you. No, no, no. Oh, I see. Like like it or tolerate it better. It tolerate it. I mean, okay. you know, the, your your lungs are lined with water. All these tiny little droplets that make up the fog that comes out of a e cigarette. That's just water. It just absorbs. There's no solid particulate you know getting stuck in the lining and you know having that Im- inflammatory process that's why your brother's lung function tests improved after he switched from you know regular combustible cigarettes to to e-cigarettes and continued to improve yeah the, the following year yeah was, your, was lungs, better. your lungs will heal if, all right now i got some questions um if we're just if i'm vaping Say mm-hmm. without anything else, just just vaping, and there's only nothing but water in that liquid. Um, does it is it a means to hydrate your body? Does, does your body absorb water that way? No, it's that's too little, too little. Yeah. All right. Um, is it different then than I remember as a kid when I would get a cold or something, my mom would put this little device, the, yeah. the humidifier, vaporizer, thing, the vaporizer. Is it yeah. is it essentially that? Yeah, it's it's pretty close to the what a vaporizer does. Yeah. All right. Um, and then, as far as the the water part of it or the liquid part of it, if somebody were a smoker before, and like your brother Jared, if he is now vaping, does I wonder if vaping actually helps clean out the crap that the mm-hmm. tobacco left because it's like a water. Yeah, because the you know the body's oh, in time it'll get rid of it, it'll absorb, it'll slough it off. But if you keep smoking, like it's the body's always you know behind the eight ball trying to trying to get it. When you vape, now you give your chance uh, for the lungs to heal and for things to clear out. I know what I'm asking though. Say, say I stop smoking today. There's going to be this timeline where my lungs will eventually clean themselves out, right? Mm-hmm. Does that get advanced if I vape, or does it? Does the vaping on top of that impact that or uh, prolonged if I vape? In other words, it's like, uh, look, if I got dirt on my car and I go wash it with water or steam and steam or fog or <clears throat> mist or something, it'll, it, the dirt will go away faster. Is that is that just too sim- simplified? Um, I don't think it would uh, it won't either accelerate. help or hurt. Okay, that. I got you. Yeah, I think the main thing is you're not bringing in more smoke anymore. All right, but what about you were talking about the, sort of the combustion and the temperature? I think of inhaling like a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Isn't that doesn't the vape do the same thing? Doesn't it create the same inflammation, or does it not burn as much? Or what's the difference? Well. It, I'm not sure exactly the temperatures. Do you know the temperatures on the coils? They vary. Yeah. They 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 vary. Uh, industry has changed dramatically. Yeah. I mean, th- this this industry updates and changes, and the way they go, and people that have person personally build to where uh, it. it it's going to vary. I'm sorry I stalled out no, on it. I, I just kind of started thinking about running ahead and, and, yeah. and all of it there. But you're, you're looking at, you know, really you're going to be at about anywhere from, you see, I'm, I'm running on watts. You know, I mean, you know, right. it, like like in here, in one device that I have here, I'm running at like 
10 watts. Yeah. Another device uh, is going to be at about, you know, some people run them at 100 watts. You can have temperature control, right. which people will run anywhere from 100 to 300 degrees. Okay. Um, there was a lot of studies that came out. This is because people come in and throw studies at me and come into the store and, and ask me questions. You know, I mean, it's in a, on a regular mm-hmm. basis. And then I try to look into the best I can. And I remember on one, they were like, they, they, they talked about how bad it could get. And when I read the study, they pulled the information from where, like, if you ever watched Mythbusters, mm-hmm. when they didn't bust a myth, it was like, how much explosive do we need to pack in there? Right. Okay, so then they ran to where it was like, it was, I forget, it was something like a 1,000 watts. You know, I mean, is where they had to get it to be combusting to get all the bad product that's coming out of it. And I was like, at that temperature right there. Now, when I say 300 watts, that's not the temperature that is being released. Right, right. You know, you're not getting 100 degrees released in. Right. You know, you're going to be probably at the warmest there. I would imagine you're at maybe 60 degrees. What, is that, what yeah. does that do for, like, why would I want a coil that is that hot? What I mean, does it make better vape? Does it probably makes thicker, faster, faster, thicker, thicker smaller? Well, that's for you then, dude. You <laughs> want to just blow the big, but the massive puffs of smoke out. Yeah, but the the temperature is important because that's what dictates uh, the that the products of the the energy of that reaction. So with tobacco, I think the te- I mean what paper burns at what four four twenty five. Fahrenheit four, 451, man. There we go, oh, 451. Go. So paper go. burns at 451. You figure tobaccos are around that temperature. That's pretty high temperature, and it's you know it's reacting with oxygen and, and all this crazy stuff's happening. Yeah. Um, the the main purpose of the the vape coil is to get it, uh, you know, to induce a like a small area where it's boiling basically and sending off. I mean, the best way I describe it to people is in this manufactured thing of like you know either a lantern. So you've got a wick, and the wick is usually like organic cotton, and it's wrapped around a wire. So when you push the button, it's like putting toast in a toaster. Mm. So that coil's heating up, which is around that, that cotton, which has the liquid on it, which creates steam. Yeah. So you, you get, a, a, get a vapor out of it. Now, it's not like putting toast in your toaster where that's glowing red hot and burning in right. there. It's just heating up enough to create a vapor, to create a steam out yeah. of it. Now, sometimes people would be running at higher watts or the higher temperatures because they would have multiple coils, and you need the power to get there. Yeah. Now, on that end, I, I'll tell you, when I opened the store and I had customers that came in and people, they don't do it as much anymore. They would build their own coils. <laughs> and uh, I just couldn't, I, 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 you know, then the products got better. And now you don't need to. They're pre-manufactured for you. You can pop them in. But at one point in time, everybody rolled their own cigarettes, you know, before the cigarette machine, before the rolling machine was invented. So, you know, or if you're trying to be cool when you're like 20, walking through a 7-Eleven, buying Bugle Here's what I found. People that are uh, in programs, um, like, you know, a lot of them is like uh, Narcotics Anonymous, I think it is. Is that that, that one? Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a lot of customers that were NA customers. And after getting to know them, I wouldn't know right away, but they'd be sitting and talking and I'd, you know, become friends with, you know, after a Mm -hmm. while and they'd start opening up. And what I found is because, you know, in your addiction, a lot of people that have that, the whole ritual, 
yes. of of getting yes. of, of of getting the spoon out. You know what I mean? Right. Of getting of getting the work of getting everything put together. This right here kind of gave them another project. Right. And I don't, you know, and and I've got a, a friend that lives in Florida. Uh, he works uh, uh, at a rehabilitation center there, and he says that. He 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 encourages people that talk about it, and he's he used to smoke, and he used to be an addict. You know, I mean, now he's an educator, and uh, he finds that it it gives them something to do. If that mm. makes any sense, you no, know, what I mean? a lot yeah. of sense. Anybody's yeah. been addicted to anything understands that. Yeah. So you know, in and a lot of those customers use zeros. You know, they they just they're, they're using no nicotine. Yeah, see, that's yeah. where I'm going, they just, man. They just You're want the there. flavor. I want the plume. Well, <laughs> I've got I've got customer that she has a, a tobacco flavor and she has nicotine in it and then she has a a like a, a strawberry sundae. Okay, she's with a diet program and when she watches her program, she says she liked to eat a bowl of ice cream. So Makes now sense. she just takes a few hits of that right there right. it's like like what steve just yeah. said yeah. and that's, see that's the one yeah. thing that they're always combating at it that we're that's well, pushing to the kids which it's, is the ritual part of it right because there is uh you know i'm not going to be shy about it i used to i used to dip i chewed tobacco and there was something about finishing a meal and then having a having a a, a dip or whatever it would yeah. be nicotine after eating is a good time yeah uh, that it's awesome yeah uh, anybody who knows knows right it's well, awesome it's the the stimulant part is getting your stomach and your digest it kind of cues your digestive system it's time to start working so it yeah. feels kind of good because every smoker i've ever known <laughs> they got to have that cigarette after dinner yeah, after right. breakfast after lunch and when it's, when it's <clears throat> yeah so we were talking <laughs> and, about so and, the vape and, is different yeah, and uh, maybe the combustion itself is is the first place to start. Yeah, you know it's a it's a lower temperature, and you know as we said, the tobacco leaf itself, with all of the plant alkaloids and all these you know tar and all these other chemicals, and then on top of it, you're putting a ton of energy into it and having it react with oxygen. A lot of stuff happens. And looking at my vape juice, the ingredients are vegetable glycerin, propylene glycol, nicotine. Flavoring and water. I mean, that's all right. So, to us who don't know any of this stuff, I mean, what what is glycol? I mean, what is this stuff? Oh, well, people are like propylene glycol. That's in antifreeze. It is. You know what else is in antifreeze? Water. Water. <laughs> yeah. You better be aware. Try of this that. black tar heroin. So, what, what is propylene? <laughs> but now, it, it's an ant. It's really kind of an anti-freezing agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it. It. That's why it is in there. But it's also an ice cream. A lot, yeah, it's a lot, an ice cream. A it's, lot in your frozen in frozen food department. You're like yeah. you ever open up a pizza that's in the freezer and and you're like how is like the pepperoni really not frozen right you yeah, ever noticed so that you know what I mean you're yes. like that was just yeah. in the freezer I can, wait a minute I can pick it it's off it's like you can pick <laughs> it off it's like not frozen well just so you know that in that processed food like we get, don't want to get in sugar but there's like anti clumping agents in sugar yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. you can pour your sugar yeah so think of it as an anti clumping agent or yeah. a, a yeah. anti freezing agent well, anybody that's like shredded their own cheese and put it in a bag and then bought what you buy at the store it's like Night and day. Night and day. Right. Night yeah. and right. day. Yeah. 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 And, it, you know, the the likelihood of something crazy being generated at that low temp with this few uh, ingredients is, is, is pretty low. So not, are any of those ingredients that you just read out in your experience and expertise carcinogens? No. All right. So, no. so far, nothing. Right. And 
Then there there was concern in some of the f- flavoring, some of the more fruity flavors. There's the diacetyl, with right, the, the whole the, popcorn lung. This is the uh, th- these are why all these moviegoers get uh, cancer. Right. That causes that causes popcorn lung. All right, what the yeah. hell is popcorn lung? Popcorn lung is called bronchiolitis obliterans. All right, bronchiolitis obliterans. All right, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell and us about that. it is a massive. Uh, I'm, I'm, this is becoming the word of the day. It is a massive inflammatory yeah. <laughs> uh, disease of the lungs, and it just it you know it people need lung transplants. It's so severe, uh, it 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 wipes out all the area. You know they're they're called alveoli. That's where the oxygen and the carbon dioxide exchange and all that. I mean they just get those are little sacks in your lungs. Yeah, yeah. They look like clusters of grapes, and uh, yeah, they just get obliterate i mean obliterons that's part of the yeah. part of the name of popcorn lung but mm. why is it called popcorn lung um there were workers that at a uh, factory that made microwave popcorn and uh diacetyl was one of the additives that they put it and they were exposed to massive doses of this now, you know, massive, like, uh, like 20 years worth of yeah, time and and dose, and and they developed this, and they attributed exposure to diastole to this type of disease. All right, so a bunch of workers at the popcorn factory over time, and I imagine this stuff was. I, I think it was you who told me this stuff was like they were ingesting it, they were breathing it, they were absorbing it in their, in skin. their skin. Yeah, it was just just a, a huge, huge <laughs> dose, and um, and. There was a study actually out of Harvard. So 39 out of 51 uh, different uh, e-liquids had this diacetyl in it. Okay. The average amount was nine micrograms. I mean, really small, right? So a microgram. Give us some context here because in, in the scientific community that makes sense. But to me, microgram right. just means really freaking tiny. It's one one-thousandth of a gram. All right. So we're talking like a couple grains of powder or something like that i got you so like an eyedropper in a olympic swimming pool or something yeah it's pretty small okay and um so and then it so that came out and everyone's like oh e-cig's gonna give you a popcorn lung well it turns out cigarette smoke on average has almost seven thousand micrograms so we're taking nine versus seven thousand right and as far as diacetyl Microgram levels in, in every in in all cigarettes. On a, that's the average. But I, all cigarettes have diacetyl. Oh yeah, and the like orders of magnitude greater than uh, what's in in vape. Yeah. And some of the and and not all the flavors of vape actually have this stuff. Right, and and because of the bad press, they are kind of working to get diacetyl out of the flavoring. What does it do? Why would anybody want diacetyl anyway? I think it's a I think it's a flavor it's, thing. It's, it's, it's more in the cream. Yeah, it's, with the it's, butter, it's, it's like cream it was for and the butter. butter it was it was for the popcorn there. It yeah. was. Uh, y- is it still in microwave popcorn? Oh, I'm sure microwave popcorn is supposed to be yeah. real bad, right? All right, so don't don't <laughs> yeah. let your kids. That's another topic. Eat microwave popcorn, right? Yeah, at least the butter flavored. <laughs> right. So while you're sipping on your wine and smoking or, or drinking your whiskey after golf and smoking it, your cigar, was, you can bitch about the vape all you want. It was so small in the amount, and it was so small in the amount of companies that were using it. Right. And then when the bad word came out, everybody just switched brands. Yeah, you, go to, you go to another flavor company, and they would switch a brand, and they would get, they would get a different flavoring, and they cut it out. Right. And if, and if nothing changed, it would have been fine. The, 
So the other part to that, so you got nine micrograms in e-liquid, around 7,000 micrograms in cigarettes. There's not one reported case of popcorn lung associated with cigarette smoking. <laughs> so it's a leap of logic to So for 23 say, years. The cigarettes don't cause it, the but the vape, vape does, does with, yeah. you know, it's a thousand times less. All right, so how does this happen? I mean, is, is this like a, the panic or is this political or what the hell is going on? It, it, it's, you know, our political system, uh, you get a lot of political capital if you can arouse fear or, you know, worry about the children. I mean, those are buzzwords that gets you elected. Yeah. You know, and um, I think that's part of it. You know, everyone keeps, they keep searching for something that shows that vaping is as bad or potentially worse than cigarettes or, or it's a gateway. And, uh, you know, and I, I don't buy that at all. No. Wait, to get because, me the spoon. You just no, said it, dude. No, burn no spoon. that's out of the spoon. I'm just kidding. Right. That's but, out of it. But here's the thing. Teen smoking in 1975, when they first started keeping track, that was like 35%. Now it's under 10. It's like 8.2 or something like that. Yeah. And that decline actually increased more when vape kind of became, you know, cool among teens. So a gateway is supposed to open up gates to ways. And yeah. <laughs> you would think smoking would start taking off when it, when, uh, Vape, you know, regular smoking would take off when vaping came in, well, and the you know exact what? opposite happened. You know what will cause smoking to take off? If you get rid of vaping. Oh. Then, then then people will go smoke back to because it. they can't yeah. vape, right? I mean, yeah. that's the... the that's a, yeah, I mean, that's that's a thought. Well, that's, that's the yeah. thing. If they want to ban... If they want to say, this has to go, because right now they were saying, if, unless team... De now, we're going to have a new, you know, commander of the FDA... So we don't know what playing field or who that's going to be yet. Yeah. But he was like, if it doesn't decrease, that he would ban it. Now, you can't ban, which he can, and they do have the power. They can do that. They can Maybe. shut it down. Maybe. Well, they can do it. They well, can't. They can, they can do it, and then the question is, will but, the court support it? Yeah, well, that's the question. that is the question. But the other question is, then you'd have to ban all of, of, of the nicotine. I mean, well, you no, can't, you can't do that, right? You can't so, just pick yeah. out and be like... Well, something that is way better than that it's sort of has like, got to go. Right. And because, well, we've been doing I, that for and years. I, and I think yeah. it's because it does. It looks like smoke. And, you know, if it looks like it, it must be bad. Yeah. I, I think that's really what, there's that, what did Lothar say? Uh, I do not understand it, therefore I fear it. Yeah, therefore that's I fear yeah. it, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the question point. is. I so, remember being, like, for the CNEs for the first time, like being at the court or being at, an airport or something, and you have that reaction. You're like, oh, wait yeah, a minute, I don't well. smell it. It's hanging there. Can't but be good for you. I hear this all the time. Like, how can that be? Right. Yeah. Can't be good for you. So it is. Well, it's exactly right. And getting to that point, I, I've, I've found some really good articles that just are almost like mic dropping good. Okay. So these are experiments where they take uh, urine metabolites of known carcinogens in, in cigarette smoke. Like, I don't know, some of them, there's like 20 different compounds, some are 30, but these are things that are known to cause cancer that are in cigarettes. And they take people who are smokers and they ask them, and this has been done multiple times, they take people who are smokers and say, hey, for five days, just do vape. Just yeah, give just, me five days of your life. Just, right. just do five days. Don't smoke at all. Just do vape. So 
What's nice about that is you have an internal control. The, the subject is their own control. You know, when you compare one person, say, oh, you vape, you smoke cigarettes, so we're going to compare your right. metabolism. Well, you may have differences built in already, but when you're talking about the own, their the, the, the own, the, their yeah, own like subject. Taking the anecdotal and turning it into a scientific study itself, right? Right. Yeah. So they measured these uh, levels in the urine uh, on day one, and then they compared them to day five. And across the board, there was like a 50 to 90% drop in carcinogenic compounds in their urine. And that's just five days of changing. Man. All right. So... Uh, let me let me sort of recap where we are. One, vape does not uh, combust in any sense of the word the way cigarettes do, and therefore the inflammation, uh, I guess the laying the foundation of inflammation for the later uh, right cross that's going to knock you out with the known carcinogens. We don't right. have the foundation for Correct. for uh, inflammation. And then nothing in that, what you read in your vape liquid, is a known carcinogen. No. All right. Uh, no diacetyl in that. No, and the the vape process might produce uh, some unique chemicals that are not in here, but the levels would be very small. Yeah. Now, is there a the the delivery system itself is does not create the foundation? There are no known carcinogens, um, and then the only other thing that's been complained of that I know of is this diacetyl and popcorn lung. And as I understand this, not one case of popcorn lung has ever been recognized out of a smoker, even though in cigarettes there's infinitely more, exponentially more of this compound right. than there would be in any vape. Secondly, there's certainly no known cases of popcorn lung out of a vapor. Uh, oh. And to the extent that it is contained in vape, it is contained at a very minuscule level and only in some of the stuff, in, which is rapidly declining so yeah. there we are now i it's sent you stigma you know people got away with it even though they had the knowledge that this isn't hurting anybody just because yeah. they didn't want the stigma on it they, they right. like, will get rid of it all right so my conclusion is see you this afternoon jared set me up with some oh, said something. so yeah. now here's the question all the cool I adults sent are you, doing it, brother. Yeah. <laughs> chris i sent you some articles a couple of weeks ago Mm-hmm. I think I texted them to you. I'm not sure. Um, and, you know, they appeared to have some bad connotation. You know, the, the, so here's what I get. And here's what st- here's what caused all this. I'm sitting every day at lawyer talk table with Jared and Mr. Vape. And then I get these emails from uh, my kids' uh, school district talking about how awful this stuff is. And uh, I sent those to Jared. I was like, this is tough, man. And then we started to research. I sent those to you. This is going back right, six right. months or so. And, uh, and so this starts me on this crusade to figure out what the hell this is all about. And like anything, it has turned out that it is, it's nothing. It, it, yeah, I, I would say that. I mean, as I said before, some of these, some of these uh, ingredients, maybe with, you know, the 150 or 200 degree energy imparted on the system might generate something, but, you know, and that still needs to be looked at. I mean, no one's saying that there's zero yeah. harm with this. Sure. Yeah. But... You know, decades ago, a third of all high school kids smoked, and that's not there now. Yeah. And if you know, this is if this is the cool thing to do, out of all the options, all the crazy things the teens and kids can do, that this is the least harmful thing to come around in a law. I if guess ever. Yeah. 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 I guess in defense of the school, I can I understand where they're coming from. Like, yeah. look, 
okay, it's not smoking, but we shouldn't, you know, promote something else that's not as bad as smoking. So I understand all that. Right. Um, but I mean, well, well, no, they shouldn't. They, no, you know what I'm saying? It's no, like I, they, you, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't give you cigarettes either. Although at Westville South, there's the I think it was my junior year was the last year before they had the grit pit. Where if you were 18 years old, you know, you, could, you, could, you, could, go smoke. you could go smoke yeah. and, and teachers would be out there and you'd be <laughs> out there and smoke. Just the name. Well, it's and, interesting. You know, it tells you everything you know about smoking right there. It's the, it's the politically correct inconsistency of these messages that always sort of bugs me. And that right. is like you get these people sitting in their little ivory towers sipping their alcohol. Right. And letting their kid take drinks of their alcohol. Hey, you want to drink of my whiskey sour? And, and, and laughing when the kid makes a face with it. Uh, and at the same time, maybe they're smoking a cigar after golf. Right. Uh, and then they're, they're bellyaching about this stuff. So, look, none of this is good. And I don't think our message here is, hey, look, it's safe for kids to go vape. I don't want my kids right. doing it. If nothing else, I don't want to spend a damn money on it. Right. And there is some data to suggest that a, a developing brain... Too much nicotine for that is, is not good. I mean, once the brain's fully developed, you know, okay. nicotine's fine. So there is, you know, there is some. No wonder I'm stunted. But, <laughs> but, 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 but kids have been smoking and dipping and chewing tobacco forever, and we're all. Yeah. My, my core customer base, though, is 25 plus. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my, you know, I mean, I have more, you know, people well over. You know, I mean, yeah. in their thirties later, yeah. and a lot of it too is is people that fifty years old, forty years old. They've got kids. They yeah. don't want to smoke so around I their kids. Like- they don't want to smell like this anymore. And you know, it's it's it is. I what feel it like is. the school is just saying, "Look, we don't see cigarettes that much anymore." I'm not worried about schools. I'm not fighting schools. So we're just going to treat right. it like I'm cigarettes. I'm down with that. Schools, they shouldn't allow that. Yeah, I, I'm talking about the government saying that adults we got to, we have to shut this down because yeah. what it's doing to kids. Yeah. Well, you know, your snack machines and your right. your, your your cafeteria is doing, doing more damage yes. to these kids than any of the kids that are vaping. That's I'm just letting you know point. that right now. Well, hold yeah. on a second. Yeah. Let me let me interject because I, I'm not going to let this go down some logical fallacy lane. Just, and and here, here's where everybody gives me this crap in the legal system. It's like, well, we're allowed to do this, this, and this. I, I get this with gun control. Yeah. Well, you'd be surprised to know that our our U.S. Supreme Court held that uh, in schools they can they can prevent certain free speech because of blah 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, I hate that too. All right. So don't don't give me that reason to justify a really another really bad thing. So what we can't do is say, well, look, it's it's cool that they're giving you crappy food in the cafeteria, so we should we should let them vape. But if if vaping is bad, then we shouldn't do either, right? I mean, that's I guess that's the better argument, but. Uh, I think that's not what we're saying, and, and I hope nobody's taken this as we, we're encouraging vaping. It's, right, it's, no. it's more about, look, it is not the horrible evil that you're making it out to be. Right, it's risk containment and risk assessment. That, yes, that yes. It's getting and confounded. Newsflash, it exists. <laughs> Right. Oh, it's there. This yeah, stuff yeah. exists. If the FDA You're not going like to get rid of it. We are, it's closed. Right. Boy, you know what they really did there? They opened up the black market that is going to thrive and run strong on it. Things are going to get made, not in proper labs. And right. one thing about the industry, it has been very strong on policing themselves. Yeah. It's been very strong on writing their own regulations to, because they don't... The last thing I want to do is to sell something to a customer that is going to make them sick. Right. Yeah. I want them to feel better. Right. And, and to keep coming back. And and in the earlier statements we had of how you can see how different people look, I mean, going on six years, I have customers that have been 
coming in for four years, you know, and I can, you see them and they come in happy yeah. a week, you know, after a week they come in and they're like, Pff, and they're amazed. And a lot of people, like I said, I never tried to quit, but I've had people come in that had taken the Chantex, that have taken the gum, that have tried hypnosis. They've tried multiple things and nothing's going to work. And they're able to switch over to this. And I used to say that now. That's that's the old jewel. I've seen their commercials. Make the switch. I was like, mm-hmm. that was my thing. <laughs> All right, hold, <laughs> on. Thing. <laughs> hold on, hold on. So let me let me get let me get back to the science here or pseudoscience. Always stay informed. This article says, and I got this one. I think from the school district too. Mm-hmm. Uh, teens inhale cancer-causing chemicals in e-cigarettes. That's an article I'm re- I've read in Health News on April twenty-first, two thousand nineteen. Breaking news: It says smoking e-cigarettes delivers cancer-causing chemicals that get into the body and popular fruity flavors appear to be the worst, researchers reported. Uh, They say teenagers who try vaping are poisoning themselves with as many of the same chemicals that traditional e-cigarettes or traditional cigarettes uh, that make traditional cigarettes so deadly. Those who smoke tobacco-based cigarettes have the highest levels of these chemicals in their bodies, but those who vape e-cigarettes also have higher levels of the cancer-causing chemicals than non-smokers. The team at the University of California, San Francisco, is the ones that uh, found this uh, quote, the presence of harmful ingredients in e-cigarettes or an e-cigarette vapor has been established. We can now say that these chemicals are found in the body of human adolescents uh, who use these products. Uh, what else they go on to say? What's the name of that compound? But they're still saying. I haven't even seen what they, they haven't even told me yet what the compound is. Yeah, because I, I did look at that after you sent to me. And the... They are in lower levels uh, compared to... And they're kind of saying that. Acrylonitrile. Yeah, Yeah, acryl... That's what I figured it was. Acrylonitrile, and I do... It's a highly... This a quote. I I love the language here. Highly poisonous compound used widely in the manufacture of plastics. Yes. So... Adhesives uh, and synthetic rubber. So stop drinking your water out of the damn bottles too, folks. What about the graphite they put in the little little dip? Cut your lip and get it in your system. They always said that was uh, uh, fiberglass. Fiberglass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's true. So in this uh, peer-reviewed article from Nicotine and Tobacco Research, so Uh, this is that one study where they vape for five days. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, and they're in there. It was They're testing their urine. Yeah, so it was at... Uh, 261, I believe, nanograms per liter, you know, whatever unit is. It went from 261 down to 36. Wow. In uh, five days. In five days. Yeah. And they don't give the non-smoker levels. I think there's another study that shows that. Yeah, that's interesting. What what would the normal person have? Yeah, because there is like a background uh, amount that, you know, the... The body just, just has. This, yeah, the this, body see, this, yeah. Is, this is the crap that pisses me off. And this is the crap that pisses me off with all the politically correct nonsense that we talk about and debate here, too. It's like people take these studies, they take these statistics, and then skew them in such a way to make their point uh, that they want to make. So, that's, that's America right there. Yeah, yeah right, I mean, exactly. This is, this is insanity to me. So, <laughs> yeah. it, like, if, if I took a leak right now, having never vaped, and I've got the same crap in my urine, I could still say that those who vaped had this stuff in their urine. Now, what does that sound like? That sounds like the vaping is causing it. Right. When I could have it by other means, and it's saying it's in plastics. I mean, so every now, what, what am I to draw from that? Everybody who's who's around and ingesting anything plastic. Uh, what if I'm chewing on my pen? What if I am? Uh, 
right. drinking out of a plastic water bottle. Am I getting the same stuff? It's, what if you live good. near a plastic uh, manufacturing facility? All right. So to take this and draw this broad swath of a conclusion that now, and and in the way it's it's capsulized here is that it's it's got cancer causing chemicals, but it doesn't tell you in what amounts. It doesn't tell you that. Just because they're there, you're going to get cancer. And it certainly right. doesn't tell you that it came from vape. It just says those who vape have it. And and this is the this is the crap that people use to uh, make points that aren't proven, um, which gets me. We're gonna we're gonna talk about peer review and scientific validity here in a second. Yeah, and I'm looking. Uh, All right, well you're looking. I'm gonna keep this, preaching. All right, but no, this gonna, this article here doesn't. I mean, it doesn't have the. Uh, what would be a normal baseline acrylonitrile level for a non-smoker. But I think this illustrates the fact that, you know, in these graphs right here, right? Yeah. So they're elevated in smokers, they're lower in uh, uh, vapors. vapors. and But if you look, the never smoke, some of these values are, they're not zero. Yeah, so <laughs> they're, they're there, and that's, and that's why I, these experiments here where they take the same person and do their before and after, that's your best, that's, that's your, your best, most right. scientific, because you control everything else. You this, help for everything else. It seems to me, scientifically, <clears throat> that if we're going to do, you know, let's talk about the scientific method, I guess, so to speak, in, in a broad, generalized way. It's like, because I deal with this on the stand. Jeff, we deal with this all the time with experts. You've seen me cross-examine these people before, because people come in with these conclusions. They come in and just say, uh, this is what it is. We did this in a case. It was a it was a retrograde extrapolation where they were trying to figure out somebody's blood alcohol content at the time of the alleged driving, and they took the the sample hours later. So they go backwards and figure it out. And when you really get down to brass tacks, there's too many variables. There's too many uh, there's there's too many averages and generalizations to make a good conclusion. I mean, to to do that math, they had to they had to rely upon. Uh, standardized mean stuff. So it's like you take right. averages. And I think that uh, article that you showed that you had me, re I think there's only like 17 subjects in it. Yeah. I mean, there's enough background noise. <laughs> you know, you really... All right, you, they tested 67 teenagers who vape and compared them to 16 teens who both vape and smoke tobacco. 16? So they didn't yeah. test... I don't see anybody testing anybody who didn't smoke or they, vape. They... So, yeah. I mean... How does that work scientifically? This is what I call confirmation bias. This is yeah. this is finding what you want to find and setting up a study to find. It's like the staircase. Remember that? Yeah. Those 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 uh, forensic uh, uh, investigators, uh, the forensic scientists were going in, in in a criminal setting and like trying to duplicate how they wanted the death to have been caused. Yeah. And they did it over and over and over and actually were doing high fives at the time. They finally got it done, but like 150 times before, it didn't yeah. happen. Oh, that that happens. Uh, you know, people put science on a pedestal, but that sort of confirmation bias happens all the time. Yeah, there, there's there's researchers like you see this figure, you see this graph. Now give me the data to make that graph. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. It can get a man. It it's can, scary shit. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's scary stuff. <laughs> I mean. They, I see it in statistics, uh, in in social type studies. You see it, and I saw it on this case that we worked on. And here's the problem with it. Here, here's the problem with it is that uh, maybe it's just say, saying something about our current state of affairs and our media and our society is that people accept it as gospel as soon as it's said, as soon as it's written. Oh yeah. And, and now it's true. 
in a lot of like scientific press releases, uh, sometimes the the uh, the title or the headline is a small part of what really is being presented. And sometimes that headline is actually opposite of the main conclusion. Yeah. But when people read click, their news, they just, yep. yeah, they just kind of look yep. at the headline and go, ah, okay, I'm done reading that. I want to watch like squirrels on a skateboard now. Or something, <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, but that does that. And they, it's, they, they're technically not lying because the numbers are there. They're just, you know, they're yeah. presenting them in a different way. And, and most people, unless they have the, awesome experience of coming down to Studio C here at 511 don't get to actually hash this out. They don't get to ask the hard questions about, all right, let's really take apart this study. Let's see who they tested. And it's shocking to me that they would say, we tested, uh, say, 100 people, 50 of whom vape, 50 of whom smoked, and compared those two things for this uh, known carcinogen. Or maybe in one of these, they found like three or four chemicals, uh, Chris, and one of mm-hmm. some of them they said, we're not quite sure, but we think it might cause cancer. One of them wasn't even definitive. Right. Um, and then they don't test it against Normal people, or people, I'm going to call it normal. They don't test against people who don't use either smoke or any sort of nicotine, any sort of tobacco, or any sort of vape to even know that that doesn't exist in everybody, right? So it's just, yeah. it's lunacy. Yeah, I mean, in, in this one column, here's someone who uh, uh, chewed the gum, right? So we'll go back to that uh, acrylonitrile, right? So if you vape, it drops to 36. If you do, if you chew gum, it drops to 29. Oh, wow. So... <laughs> Right. So <clears throat> if I don't do anything, what is it? It's probably 25. I, yeah. yeah. We don't even, well, <laughs> yeah. that, the point is we, that, that would be a valid question to right. ask. So when we talk about peer review, tell me about that process. How's that work? I hear that term all the time. So, so for something to be published in a peer review uh, journal, it's usually sent to two or three reviewers who are experts in the field. Um, they, they, critique the entire thing. What were your methods correct? Were your statistics sound? A lot of times they actually are reviewed by a statistician. Um, and usually if the conclusions are going against what's kind of the dogma, they'll get a, even another person to kind of chime in on it. And, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty rigorous. And the, the primary literature, which and that's what primary literature is. So it's yeah. like an actual peer-reviewed article that gets published in a medical or scientific journal. That's always going to be your best source of information because your secondary, tertiary, and quaternary uh, forms of uh, communication, it, people insert their bias. It's like a game of telephone. You know, the message changes yeah, each, sure. each time, it, it, yep. each iteration uh, it's a little different. Like, oh, maybe we'll emphasize this part and not that part. But, you know, when I looked into this, because I was what's called a chipper, like I would have one to five cigarettes a day. There's, okay. a, there's a book called A Tipping Point, and they talked about, uh, you know, teen smoking and because I smoked in high school. And then how many end up going on being like two pack a day smokers? How many just stop? But I was kind of in between. I was a chipper. Like, I, I liked the nicotine. I didn't need to have it, but I liked it. And and that's why that's why I vape, because I, I like nicotine. I, I don't need it. But I didn't like how it made my hands smell, and I didn't like that I couldn't go jogging and, then there's and this all that. cancer problem, too, that tends to complicate yeah, that, that whole Pesky. the whole cancer thing. But if you're a chipper, that's a, a less of a worry, you know, because, you know, one to five cigarettes isn't 
it's, a, it's, it's about uh, <laughs> yeah no sure yeah like you said it's, it's, it's a, a moderation yeah. yeah but um but yeah so anyway the sorry we were the talking about the peer review. yeah which, which is fascinating <laughs> to me because I wonder if the peers reviewing the peers also have bias and how do they pick those that don't oh there there is uh the science um like I said it's not this uh is pure you know it, it's the closest to unbiased uh, information you're going to get, these primary peer review articles. But, you know, if someone's built a career on this one idea and someone's challenging it, there is a, there is yeah. a bias now, to... Let me throw or a topic if there's somebody like Big Tobacco that just says, we can't have this. I need Dr. Chris here to look into it and give me reasons why it's bad. And that's one nice thing about, like uh, Jared mentioned, the, the British medical system the the british college of surgeons the british uh the british medical uh i believe it's the medical society don't they always say the european studies are the best is the that royal doctors because yeah because they are a lot less influenced by pharmaceutical companies by mm. tobacco by agriculture like it's there's a lot less influence it's they're more insulated from the money trail yeah if, if you will and yeah you know, in the, what was it, the Public Health of England and the uh, Royal College of, of Physicians all said, you know, vape is at least 95% safer. Well, in their health yeah. coverage, they allow, like, let's say you were a smoker and you wanted to quit, they wouldn't supply your habit, but you would get a reimbursement for a starter kit and your first initial purchase of yeah. liquid. How about mm. that? I mean, let's talk about that for a second. In the medical field, how many dollars are spent dealing with cancer caused by smoking cigarettes. I mean, it, it, there's probably, I mean, I guess for lack of a better word, a crap ton, you know, yeah. of, 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 there's probably so much money dedicated to that. Uh, and then I guess the next question would be, would that diminish if every single smoker right now put down a pack of cigarettes and picked up and went to Advanced Vapor Westerville? What's the address? Yeah, 536 South State <laughs> Street, Westerville, Ohio. Right, uh, and went to Westerville Advanced Vapor, and, and started vaping. I mean, it's like, it, it's like that, that's a, that would be a staggering number, I would think. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. It w- <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. staggering, right? I mean, in the cancer, in the cancer industry, is there, are there studies? Is it known or is it, does anybody even care? Uh, and there may not be one way to say, let me back up. There's, am I correct that there's probably not a way to say, yes, you have cancer and it was definitely caused by this? Um, or have we gotten, is it, is, are we close that way? Um, I don't know if we can put a number on it, but globally, the use of tobacco, you know, smoking tobacco or chewing tobacco all collectively is the biggest contributor of worldwide cancer. Yeah. Um, that I, I don't know. We can't put a number on it, but. Yeah, because somebody may have cancer, like maybe you're predisposed, maybe you're not, maybe you have it, maybe right. not, right. But yeah, I mean, around 10% of people who smoke you know, develop cancer, but that also means about 90% don't. So there's, and then you'd have to ask, start questioning those studies, right? So right. when you say smoke, do you mean like smoke, how much smoke, how often smoke right. for how long? Uh, is it like you a chipper or is it somebody else? I mean, we, you have to dig into those numbers to see, but for certain, we know that the use of tobacco right. is a, is a solid, you know, right there in a mix contributor to cancer. Uh, and so far as we know, vape isn't. Yeah. I mean, I made a change. I mean, we made, uh, who knows, but it's like vape isn't. 
and just looking at this this kind of data, the fact that the carcinogens drop in five days, 80 to 90, you know, 50, yeah. 70, 80 percent, and you don't have that table setter, which is the particulate, you yeah. know, of the inflammation. And, um, I, you know, I just don't see that as being a problem. You're not going to have the emphysema and the COPD that you're getting. There might be problems, you know. It, well, yeah, I mean, it, what's, what's well, here's just, I got a study for, I got yeah. a study for you. Six years I've been yeah. babying. Yeah. Right. It, solid. Yeah. Well, and so, that's I mean, the anecdote, I, I, right? So let's take this out, though. Let me let me just test this. My this this will this will point this out. Now, say you got cancer, you got lung cancer tomorrow. All right. All right. So this 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 is what's coming next. I already I already know this. So you used to be a smoker. You've been vaping for ten years, and you develop lung cancer. Internal combustion engines. They're gonna. They, everybody's gonna say, see, it causes cancer. <laughs> <clears throat> We've got how many known people? I'm the non-vapor, and I'm over here like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was bad timing. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. good timing. <laughs> Maybe we need to start vape. No, but see, we have this known person. He's a, he vapes. He's vaped it for a decade, and now he's got cancer. I told you so. And that headline would get traction. Yeah. It would. Yeah. But nobody would ever Tenure ask. vapor so what has were your, cancer. What were your pack years? You smoked two packs a day for how About many years? About 23 years. That's me counting. That's me counting at sixteen, and right. the reason I'd I'd stolen I had I'd been smoking periodically throughout, oh probably about eleven or twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever we lived in uh, uh, Missouri, we had a, we had a resort, Wigwam Resort, and uh, they, they would customers would leave packs of cigarettes, and they leave them on picnic tables. They leave them out. Mm-hmm. They'd be you know, and then my. People my dad were, they all smoked. They, they were available for me to get my yeah. hands on. And then at 16, I had a job that uh, right next to, a, we had a locker room, change our clothes. Right next to the locker room was a nice machine. Hmm. And it took quarters. Yeah. And so yeah. then it was game on. And yeah. then I would go to. You had to show your ID though, right? I mean, yeah, show my ID to no one. <laughs> quarters. But then I would go to down there off Cleveland Avenue, uh, the China Dragon Go in there, pick up some Chinese food, and right there, because it wasn't a bar, so you could walk in, but right at the beginning there, they had a machine. Yeah. And, but I think in your point, if, let's say you did get lung cancer, I think they would run with that, yeah. that you were vaping, and completely ignore that you have 48 pack your history or yeah. what if at the well, same they would, time right. yeah. they would they would take out but the fact of, didn't save them of, of, of all the, of all the <laughs> cigarettes that i that i ingested <laughs> right or at the same time maybe they would ignore the fact like you said you work every day with internal combustion engines or some other the, the smoking from there. the barbecue down i mean yeah, yeah last night yeah. i had multiple engines that were running in my garage with the door sure, half just, open there but just so you know after you hit about 10 or 15 years of not smoking your risk comes down to the general population so i don't want to no, we don't want to scare you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it's you know, I've I've known people that have got cancer that have never smoked a day in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's it's the cancer causing materials are something else. They're some they're everywhere. You know, what I mean, and and I, I guess it, you know, trust me. I, mean, I guess I might want to tell them. Yeah, tell you know, you know, <laughs> yeah. But but there, you know, there's just a, a lot to look at, and I guess it comes down to your personal buildup of your own body. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's. uh like um, that nature versus nurture thing, like what what are you susceptible to, what are you resistant to or resilient to, and then what you're exposed to. 
Huh. And when like, you get yeah, the like sure. my brother, he 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 gets near poison ivy. He don't even got to touch it; he breaks out. I remember once my dad was burning a bunch of uh, brush. Uh oh, yeah, and it gets uh, ugly. It, in there there was uh, it was I don't know if it's poison oak or whatever, some vines. It was more than the ivy. He was vaping poison ivy. And my brother, <laughs> my my brother, well he 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 had inhaled some of that, oh, and I mean yeah. he, he broke out it to where his you know inside his lungs and he oh was, my gosh, and you know they didn't know what was going on, and they figured out that you know I had to take him to the hospital, but he Man. figured well, out and that. then you take studies. I mean, so people are going to take these studies and skew them, and well, you've got even more there. I mean, you've got like you said, Mike dropping studies that basically show if you're vaping so you take a smoker and eliminate the cigarettes but install vape instead uh all the levels drop i mean so there, there's like and it's the same individual so that's pretty controlled nobody's citing those studies other than the lawyer talk crew yeah but no the point is but those see, studies uh, are available to everybody right everybody can just read that stuff yeah if you go on pubmed that is all of the med, it you know it's it's favors towards medicine, but there's some other like pure science in there as well. But uh, yeah, PubMed, you can get primary articles. A lot of them are free yeah. PDFs and stuff. But the world that we live in, people just try to. I mean, even people will see what you're saying and just dismiss it because they'll be like, "Oh, he vapes himself." So yeah. his, his well, opinion is no, skewed. It. So th- like we just thing. come up with different. This and I was gonna. I told you I was gonna ask you this. It's like you did this research. I think some of this because I called you and we started talking about it. But some of it because you vape, right? Yeah. No, I made that. I made the switch. All right. So the question is, do you have confirmation bias? Did you only look for the stuff that was going to support this this conclusion, or or how do we all avoid that? I mean, I, not to. Well, not the, to the point my I was expert. making is that the the general public would. That's how we deal with things. Well, that's how we all. They deal just with be things. like, oh, well, he's you know d- dismiss that's, that because he uses it, so he's biased. You weren't here for the other discussion we had off the air, which is this these logical fallacies that I'm hearing day in and day out, and probably in the scientific community that, that that's just an, an an ad hominem attack, right? So this guy's this guy's a this guy's a schmuck. So we don't believe anything he says, and and he he vapes. So, but I, I don't think we can completely dismiss bias. We have to look at bias. We have to at least consider it. And then I suppose that is where peer review is what we really. I mean, that's as good as this is good. In, I guess scientifically, as good as we're going to get is to have yeah, a, that, that's a real the most, peer review. That's the most primary you're going to get. And hmm. um, in the cases where. It, it does look like vape, like those articles you sent me. They're, again, you're going to have uh, background variation in your levels that you're measuring from people. In you know, the, there weren't a lot of samples in them. I mean, this this is like 300 people. And then I hear this people is, coming. They're like, you can get bacteria from that, and this. And I I heard this report, and sometimes I want to know if they actually heard a report or if they heard a friend that said that they saw the report and that they heard something on a clip bit of the news. And, and 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 you know you hear it all the time. Well, you know yeah. what this is, Jeff. This is like somebody saying uh, the United States Constitution is a crappy document because it was written by old white men. <laughs> you know, it's like it, 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 there's really no correlation, right? But it's still people people look for problems with it. They, people look for other justifications to confirm what they want to believe, and yeah. I, and I suppose. Uh, that is what's going on here. It goes on everywhere. And the fact that it, we have to try to recognize it, I suppose, and do the best you can. Yeah, I mean, I do look I do look for those studies, but I, I, I think part of it, too, is I, I have a good knowledge on how, you know, cigarettes damage, the, how smoke damages you the lung. You happen to have devoted your life to studying <laughs> this stuff, right? So. Yeah, and, um, you know, I, 
I, I did want to, because people did give me a hard time. They say, oh, it's it's still bad for you and this and that. And I'm like, just uh, kind of my basic understanding of what's happening when smoke comes in and what's happening when vape comes in. I'm like, uh, where are these studies? I really, there wasn't, you know, when you search PubMed, you know, the, the these studies stand out. I mean, they're, you can't argue with this. There's a thing called an Ames test. Yeah. And what they do, it, they take, well, in this case, uh, in this case, they take the year, the, the patient's urine or the sample, the person's urine, and they put it on bacteria. And whether or not they grow dictates if a mutation has happened. So it measures oh. a mutation rate, right? So they took the urine of smokers and they were in a single dish on average 272 mutations when they were smoking regular cigarettes. And then they, five days later, they had them pee on the bacteria again, and that dropped down to 32. Wow. Those are dramatic. I mean, that's, I mean you can't, that's, you can't, that's, you can't that's argue with that. vaping. Yeah. That's yeah. with vaping, right? So yeah. five days later, so switching, not not shutting it off, but changing to vape. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the, the number of mutation, the mutation rate of the chemicals in the sample's urine went from 200. And actually, you know like see? and if you chew I'd gum, like see you drop five to 40. Days. So you chew gum, it's worse. I mean, it's not statistically test, right? different, yeah. Yeah. you know, but. I'd like to see eat five days at McDonald's and come back and pee on that stuff. Well, look, so that's oh, the other breakfast, part Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You'll have bacteria be higher, fly. Yeah, it would probably be higher than vape. <laughs> no, that's the other part of this is people, people tend, I think, to single out what they want to single out and ignore all this other stuff. And, mm -hmm. and not to say one, one bad justifies another, but uh, from a philosophical or logical look at life, it's like, wait a minute, if you're going to look at things that cause cancer, let's look at the worst first and eliminate those. Right. And then go to the next worst and eliminate those, or maybe the, the next lowest hanging fruit to eliminate. And it seems to me the easiest thing to eliminate right now is, is quit smoking. Yeah. Right. Yes. You know, quit smoking. And it turns out if you quit smoking and start vaping by these studies, it's a hell of a lot better. Right. And then the next thing I'd want to see is what if you just quit smoking for five days and didn't vape? Uh, right. I'd like to see that comparison. And uh, then the question becomes, what else is causing, like for the study I was quoting, the one that the school sent, it's like, what else is causing those levels? And it was, I didn't even think about this. This is what's fascinating. I, I, I try to think about all the different variables all the time. Jeff, it's what we do in our job. We, we take apart factual scenarios and look at them from a thousand different views. And I, I didn't even think about this. Do those chemicals exist in my urine and I don't vape right. and I don't smoke? And the answer yeah. is no, they, yes, they probably do. No, yeah. they do. I mean, yeah. oh, sorry, I'm getting away oh, here. That's all right. But, you know. It gives like us a dramatic showed, effect when you're right. away from the mic over here and you talk. It looks like you're really doing something. Right. right? Or sounds like you're really doing something. But, I mean, in this graph, I mean, we can't see. Well, Listen, the we should put some pictures up. Right. The, uh, you know, that first column there is people who've never smoked or vaped or anything. And. It's the, these Still compounds there. aren't zero. Yeah, it's amazing you know, to me. Our environment, we're, we're exposed to them in the environment. They're weird byproducts of metabolism. They, you know, they're there in some some kind of level. So, you know, and that's why I, I like these. Yeah, there is a there is a and, and that we, Jeff and I debate about the gender pay gap all the time. And there was this study that or I saw this debate. It was back in the seventies, and uh, the one individual who was trying to. Uh, argue and or argue that there was a significant gender pay gap. Was arguing against another individual who was saying, "Wait a minute, uh, let's look at the real data." And uh, they said, "Well, look, all you have to do is look. We we tested or we looked at 
um, single women at a certain age and compare their wage to uh, single or to men at a certain age. And the person debating her said, well, I didn't look at single women. I looked at never married women who have never had kids. And all of a sudden the numbers equalized immediately, right? So it turns out that to be single is not the same as never divorced. Hmm. Um, or, or what I mean, never married. To be single, you can be, you can be single yet uh, on the end of a divorce and starting a new career because you had to or wanted to or, or did whatever. But if you were um, married for 20 years, you weren't in the workforce, so your, your, your new starting pay wouldn't be commensurate with somebody who had worked for 20 years. Right, right. So it, just, it, it, it was just a way of sort of pointing out, I, I saw that and I heard that, and I was like, you know, if that's true, if those, if the, if those stats were looked at in that way, you could easily get desperate results. I mean, you would, you would easily say that's that, but nobody questions it. People just take it, they take the headline and run mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. And it, it's a fascinating uh, bias that we see that uh, once, you, once you sort of turn on the light bulb to this stuff, uh, it becomes very apparent, at least to ask the hard questions or think about it. Think about what people are saying in a different way rather than just accept it. So what's the takeaway? Go to Advanced Vapor Westerville. I've been pushing a, 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 a lost vape here uh, right towards uh, right towards Jeff the whole time. What flavor is that? Because, <laughs> uh, I don't know. A guy but it's, it's got nic- I don't do. There's, there's you said if I took a hit on that, I'd be sick all day because I had two-inch nicotine. How much, how much I thought you that? told me that. What? I thought, what I tell you like now? if I like if I didn't have any nick like I don't I don't use nicotine at all and like I took a huge hit off one of those. Well, yeah, I'd probably be them. feeling it, right? Well, you'd, you'd you'd feel it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd yeah. say you'd be sick all day. I well, I, I was I was exaggerating, Yo, but you be laid out, man. <laughs> Did you heavy stuff? What? How much nicotine is in that? Um, uh, let's see. Is this it, like it, Scoville it, units it, on, this, on hot peppers? This kind of berries, I would say. Now, this, 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 where, this is where we branch off. Cause this, Man, this, it's not that much. This is the salts, you know. And, and my one device I use, I got a, I got a three. Now, this right here is probably like a 48. Oh, is that wow. high or low? What's a cigarette? 48. Well, it's so, a lot. Yeah. So, what, what's a cigarette? So, like, in, 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 he's got in, six. You got 48. No, so, but, but I. Does the delivery system impact the, the, how much the, you get? Yeah. The delivery system impacts how much you get. Like, the one that, I, that I'm not using right now because yeah, they want. Because we would be. Yeah. We, it would be filled up with bacon here. <laughs> that's yeah. the one I love. And that, I want yeah, the Viking that, was the, that was the one that has more flavor. That's the one that's better. But so you see the, the difference in size of clouds that I get. I want one that. So whenever I get, whenever I get the storm system, when I get the big one, <laughs> you know that is how much you know vape is going into my lungs. That is where I'm going to contract all the nicotine from. And a hit that's a smaller hit, you oh, can I take see the higher saying. doses. Yeah. Well, and this is what changed this. We we always will say they're the jewel. You know, kids are jeweling. It's the jewel. All of a sudden, it fits in your pocket. You know, it's very. I, yeah. I've, I've talked about it's the jewel. Fancy the, the jewel changed the game. What's yours there? It's Chris. a Joytech IO. AIO. That's uh that's, that's the intro and I've stuck with it. I, I, a lot of people bucks. a lot of a lot of people stick with them. Yeah. And but on that unit right there has they they've made some changes and you'll still find them cuz they're out there but they've stopped manufacturing them. Uh-oh. And uh, that happens with some products. Some people they you switch a brands and, and, the and they yeah, find where, something they yeah, like. Where would you go and, and buy they'll come more. back and they'll be like I just I just need I just want one more of these It's broke or I've had it for a number of years and I'm like well, I can offer you a replacement. It's like, well, I want that. It's like, 
And I'll tell people, like, there's a good chance you'll find a wholesaler. Somebody might have them online. You know, yeah. they might not be all, you know, extinct yet. But I've got products that after a while they become extinct. You know, they just not manufacture them. So market, market changed, and and they don't manufacture it anymore. Well, I feel like we should talk about one more thing. That since we're talking about the delivery device, and this isn't necessarily the end, cancer, the related. electric nicotine delivery. So here's what's interesting. Um, you got a text yesterday from one of our prior guests. Uh, I did. Yeah, I did at, at Arc Security, Kiesel. Nick Kiesel, and he sent a picture of this battery that had been scorched. Uh, and he had somebody at school or somebody somewhere had had, had that problem. Uh, what's the deal with the batteries? It was just do, well, we're going to have a pu- the, the couple, question a series was, of public he, safety announcements. He had, he had a glove on there with this roached battery, and he says, "Is this part of a vape device?" And I sent back. I said, "Well, that is an eighteen six fifty battery, which are used in computer systems. They are used in flashlights. They are used in." Uh, multiple different apparatuses, but they are a big component and used a lot in vaping. Now on that, it's a lithium ion battery. And you hear this all the time, these explosions and things blowing up. Majority of that is a user error. Right. And it can come down to where you sell this battery. Okay. And on the very top of it, it's got, it's got a seal on it, a case on it. You got a positive in the middle and you got a negative on the side. If that casing is ripped, Oh, and, and, you get a, and you get a, a, a penny, paper uh, clip, a paper clip, something lands on that, it will send the full surge of a powerful battery Correct. back into it, and it will bent, and it can blow out. I had a customer that came in, and he is, I won't say where he works, but he is actually the, the safety, like, liaison. He's, the, he's their safety guy. And uh, he came in one day, and he was literally, and he had crutches. I thought he was in an accident. So what happened? Took his family to Disneyland. Wanted an extra battery, so he threw it in his pocket, and he oh. had a money clip, mm. and it connected it, and oh. it, <laughs> and it blew, and it literally caught his pants on fire, and it gave him some bad burns. Mm-hmm. Now, when that happened, I immediately he came to me with it, and uh, all right. So he, first of all, you should have told him to call us because there is a product liability case. Yeah, right. Well, now yeah. I'm, I'm glad he didn't say anything because the coils. last thing I wanted to hear was. At Disneyland, a vape blew up. And, right. You know what I mean? Right. So <laughs> it looks like it was purchased back in this line. Westerville vape store. And yeah. so he came in. He's like, I just kind of wanted to tell you. I immediately made a change where we sold these hard cases, and then we got these uh, silicone cases you can wrap around it. What do you call those? I call that the Jimmy Hat battery wrap. I always tell <laughs> him, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, take a Jimmy Hat battery wrap. I was like, last thing you want that is to blow up like old Itchy from Florida in your pants, brother. Yeah, I'm just that. telling you, man, that's no good. And, uh, I started to tell people that if you sell a battery, it goes, cases are now free. I was like, I'm going to eat the cost because, yeah. you know, these little plastic boxes cost a lot what less. And then we've taken, I, I explained to you, I've seen people that have asked me, something's not working right. Well, look, and I'll see this tore up battery. I've, I've taken it from them and I'm like, you can't have it. And they're like, well, I don't want to buy a new one. I, give me that. That's my property. Give it back. I was like, as safety goes, sometimes I'll work a deal. I'm like, look, man, I'll, I will knock some off of this. I'm like, listen, this is just for safety. Now, I've watched the news, and every time I see something TSA, I saw it. There's smoking, smoking backpack. 
And he's like, and I'm like, don't be a babe, don't be a babe. Don't be a babe. <laughs> and, and they're like, this, it's a camera bag. It was a camera. I was like, camera, yes. yes. Damn yes. So let me tell you Samson something. Samson Bones, yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, you guys blow up. Your instinct on this is really good. So Jeff will understand this. Uh, there is something in law called uh, torts. Torts means, so I can sue somebody if they have caused me some wrong. And by sue, I mean make them pay me money for the damages they caused. Now, generally, what we look for in torts is negligence, and there requires some degree of, uh, I guess, uh, you, have to, you have to prove a duty and a breach of duty, and negligence is required. That means it can't just be a pure, you can't just hold me strictly liable just because something happened to you. Well, there, there's this concept called products liability, and that changed, I think, back in the 70s with products liability, probably some of the automotive cases and some other stuff, where if, you, if we disseminate... Uh, as a manufacturer, designer, an inherently dangerous product, um, then we can be held strictly liable. And, and here's what's funny is that, or not funny, here's, what's, here's what is uh, important to you, Jared. And that is if you buy the product from the manufacturer and then you sell the product, or let's say you're a middleman and you sell the product to the ultimate retailer, the strict liability sort of goes upstream. It goes all the way. You sue, you sue everybody all the way up to the manufacturing side. So you could be held liable as well for a battery that uh, blows up. Now, you have taken steps sort of without talking to me. <laughs> I would have told you to do the same thing. It's like now you know it. Now they don't even need to prove strict liability. So in, in, the, in the concept of strict liability, you don't have to prove any sort of mental intent, mental mistake, or, or otherwise. You don't have to know. You're just strictly liable. Right. If I sell you an inherently dangerous product, uh, and uh, there's some other standards we don't need to get into, but uh, it, it takes away some of the burdens of proof uh, to establish a claim. And by virtue of, there's two things here, by virtue of giving them the Jimmy Hat battery wrap, um, you've <laughs> done, I'm telling you, man, someone's going to rip this off now. You, that, I was going to say, man, that'd be a great name for a product right there. So you have done two things. You have, one, <clears throat> acknowledged the danger of the product, the inherent danger of the product. So now they don't, if, even if they did have to prove knowledge, they you've done it for them. But secondly, you've given them a, a safety alternative that somewhat, I think, insulates you, no pun intended, from uh, the blow-up. I mean, you get, uh, you've said, look, do it this way. Now you have to use it as directed, and uh, you're going to get yourself a little bit of uh, room between the lawsuit and uh, the problem. And I got your tagline, protect your battery and keep it fresh. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. Keep it safe, keep it fresh. Like Every that. time we sell a battery, and, I, and, and after this, and I had a meeting, and I... Even if it's a customer that's been coming in for multiple years, if you sell a battery, always remind them of battery safety. And I always, and, and I've, you know. The more I think about this, you need, to, you need to have a brochure on your counter. I've got one. Yeah, and make sure that it is included in every bag no, that no, you, that you that. send. Yeah, just give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> Can you print it on the receipt? <laughs> Can you just loop on my CVS here? Here's yes. your receipt, I'm man. You know, run out you. the door with that I'm and have a parade with you. it. You know what I mean? You would think there would be something within the actual battery manufacturer that yeah, says, there probably is. Hey, well, there are more now. assumed by yeah. the customer, yeah. et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Since there's Except more of these batteries being, being <laughs> sold, there are uh, more American companies now, and most of the wholesalers only carry that. Uh, when it comes down to these batteries, people always are going by the brand names. Just so, here's a, here's a mystery solved for everybody. These batteries get made, and they get tested. And then you got a bin. You got A, B, C. All right? And they go in there. And then they get sold, and all these companies put a wrap on it. So they're basically the same. They're just different grades. Yeah. 
the A bin first buy for that is military. What's left from that goes to computer. Then you got B and then you got C. So sometimes the B's and C's are wrapped in the same. They're, they're pretty similar. They're off by a little bit. So if you got, that's, then, then they buy in bulk because there's not, and the vape world's down to like P, I mean, right? More and more, there are more. <laughs> That's for Palmer. <laughs> oh man, we're straight B's, bro. You do B's. We do. Yeah, bees. keep your yeah. battery charged. We do B's, but With now the Jimmy had battery. Right? There, there, there are companies out there that used to. Uh, Boulder's a company used to manufacture. Where they still manufacture uh, like computer keyboards and audio and uh, accessories. Uh, from JBL, they worked with JBL Audio and uh, and Apple on a few different uh, side projects, and they were like, "Hey, why don't we make these?" Yeah, you know, and they started making devices because they've got and they've got access to better batteries. Now this is true of the battery world them. across the board. So A, B, and C, they're they're actually categorized, and there are because this is funny. We here at the Five Eleven Studio C. We have recently purchased some camera equipment that required batteries, and I had to buy extra batteries. And I read this article online that said, "All right, buy the Canon battery. It's better uh, than uh, we know the other ones. The off, the other name brands are cheaper, but you got to buy the Canon for some reason. They just last longer and work better. And I suppose that's why they're probably buying a higher grade. They're buying the A batteries, or maybe the Bs instead of the Cs. Whatever it be. Bs instead of Cs or, or As. You know, I mean, they're a large enough company to where I'm sure they're getting bids in and they're purchasing and, and they're, 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 they're buying God, a lot. It sucks that people, but they, we just don't know this stuff. It's like, it's like I know the cheap battery sucks, but I never understood why. Uh, why. So they're, they're all made the same, tested, and then they just they do some triage. Yep, some do a little hmm. bit better than others. So they just they go in there and then they get wholesaled out. There's not a lot of, I mean, there's more and more battery manufacturers that are opening up and, um, you know, even including here in America, because the majority of all batteries are made in, you know, China. China. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. A couple uh, public service announcements. One, just because we have Chris, bio cancer chemical, I forget your title. Expert. Expert. We'll just call you the expert in this stuff. Uh, you are not saying everybody go buy vape and start because it's perfectly harmless and a safe thing to do. But I'm, I heard that we are saying <laughs> it is not necessarily what the what the uh, st- what the headlines are saying, right? I mean, it's 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 clearly a better alternative to cigarettes. It clearly, uh, when people vape instead of smoke, the known carcinogens and things that really suck go way down. Yeah, uh, we clearly know that. Uh, it doesn't combust in the same way as cigarettes and then lay the path of destruction in advance for the carcinogens to come in and clean it up. Uh, and in and, and that regard, and clearly it has significantly fewer chemicals than anything that would come out of a cigarette or cigar or, or dip. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. That yeah, summarizes or, it. Or a Big yeah. Mac. Or, yeah. or a Big Mac, <laughs> which is the other public service announcement. Just because one thing is bad and everybody's allowed to do it doesn't mean it justifies another thing that is bad. All right. So let's, let's have it both ways. Uh, the third thing is Jimmy Hat battery wrap. So if you're going in, if you're if you're driving along on the family truckster and you want to sneak your vape from the kids and make sure your battery doesn't go out, put a Jimmy Hat on it, man. <laughs> you know, keep it in your pocket. Beardy should come down five three six South State Street. I'm thinking about it. Just come in, and check it out. Start with just a zero. Come in, chill. Yeah, just yeah. have a zero. You got any like meth flavored ones or anything? I do not. Tasty. I, I, I've not Wait, had that recall or Jeff, you know what I'm going to do, man? I, I'm going to I'm going to package this episode up in a in a uh, uh, jump drive, 
And I'm going to put courtesy of Steve Palmer. I'm going to send it to Hilliard. <laughs> they love me. Well, no, I'm going to tell you. Whenever, whenever <laughs> I'm going to send it to the Hilliard School District, they love me out there. <laughs> whenever you, my wife sent... is filling out the pool oh, pass, and I was like, just don't mention oh. I work for Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few cases. <sighs> All right. Um, is that it? That's it. All right. That's it. So this is Lawyer Talk, off the record, on the air, talking vape again. I mean, bringing, who else in the country, who else in the world is doing this? Nobody. I mean, you can change a lot of headlines with everything we heard today. Yeah. For sure. We're going national, man. CNN yeah. is next. Fox News right after that, just because I like a balanced and fair. No, I would just tune, tune in to Channel 511. Channel 511, that's it, right in the <laughs> middle. Boom. All right, Lawyer Talk, off the record, on the air, at least until now.